call the wrong number. Hope the conversation starts. Might as well be listening to Journey. Welcome to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Brian. I'm so working. Hey, oh, now the... Never... Whatever. Every time we do a live show, things go wrong. Now it wants to finish our intro. It is Friday night in Phoenix. You're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone watching us live in the chat. Guys, how's it How's it going tonight? One day we'll be sponsored by Bullet. Yes. And then you can get and all kinds of... Kyle is shooting from the hip with bullet whiskey. They're just, just going to hook you up with a whole barrel and just put a keg on it. Oh, I, dude, I, I never leave the house. I think he just came in his pants. I did. <laughs> I, that's why I couldn't even talk for a second. <laughs> if that, if that's your cub face, I'm a, I, I feel sorry for your wife. That's why? why? Like cub faces are kind of weird, anyway. Right? <laughs> they call it vinegar strokes. It's the same face you make when you oh. stick like. Some vinegar under your nose. Uh, that's a good way to to lead into our guest tonight, huh? <laughs> Always, we know how to start a party here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome actor Dwight Turner to the program. Let me bring him in here. Welcome, Dwight. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, thank you guys so. So much for having me. I can I can tell you guys have been working together for a while because you're so fun with one another. And wait, hold up, hold up that bottle again. Hold up that bottle of uh, bullet. By the way, that's made near me where I am right now. I'm in Kentucky at the moment, and that is yeah. There you go. It's, uh, I've actually been there. I've been to the uh, distillery. You have it is boot- on my bucket list. You have boots on the ground to try to get them get you a sponsorship, Kyle. Mm. <laughs> it's got to try to work your magic every week i make sure to let everybody know that i am drinking bullet whiskey so how are you guys tonight good you know just surviving the heat like we were talking about before the show and being being pandemic locked down still so it's it's kind of a crazy time a little bit it's, it's listen it's tough i the world is in a very interesting place and you know, you think it's getting a little bit better and then it starts to get worse again. And I'll tell you, I just hope that we can all get through this and end up in a better place in the not too far future. Because I know for me and, you know, I'm sure the majority of people out there, we all want to go back to doing what we were doing and living our lives. Again. <laughs> Kyle says no. <laughs> Never going to happen. I'll let everybody in on a little, like a little tidbit secret about me. I'm probably the only person on the planet that wishes the pandemic would last longer because the longer it goes, the longer I get to work at home. (laughs) And I love working at home and I never want to have to go to an office ever again for the rest of my life. I love wearing basketball shorts to work and I love going. (laughs) I know who you don't love. Old people. (laughs) <laughs> all right well you're you're in the minority for the rest of us we i'm in the one percent we want to go yeah <laughs> first time you've ever been in the one percent 
so, man. So you guys are all in Southern California. No, we're in Arizona. No, we're oh, in Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Yeah, that's why I said we're in Satan's bowl. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay, Arizona. Which part of Arizona? The Phoenix area. Oh yeah, the right hot there. part. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I I remember driving uh, from Phoenix, you know, on that long stretch towards towards the West Coast, and and I just saw this most amazing sunset. It was absolutely beautiful. Oh, that's pollution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Last well, weekend, <laughs> last weekend, because of all the brush fires, that the sun was red and and stuff, and the sky was smoggy. It was it was crazy. We live in crazy times, like you said, Dwight. We do, we do. So, you've been in. I've, I've been looking over your your uh, IMDb here, and I mean, you've been in a a lot of of stuff. Most recently, uh, well, most recently, I stand here, Chicago Fire. Tell us a little bit about your experience on on that sitcom, or that not sitcom, but program. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chicago Fire was was a fantastic experience and playing Dr. Mayberry on Chicago fire remains one of my favorite projects that I've ever worked on. Um, you know, it's, it's very interesting. We were just talking about me being back here in Kentucky. So I grew up in Kentucky. I li lived a huge amount of my life in California working professionally. And then my mom's been going through some health issues. I came back here and it's because I was back here that I ended up working with Chicago Fire. If I had been in Southern California, it probably would not have happened. Um, I started working with an agency in this part of the United States. And they contacted me. Claire Simon, who does the casting for uh, Chicago Fire as well as a lot of the big uh, Chicago projects, reached out and wanted to see me. I went up there and uh, did the audition process. Uh, the first time she wanted to see me, I couldn't go audition in person uh, because I had a conflict. So I sent a self-tape, that didn't work out. Then my agent called two weeks later and he was like, Claire wants to see you again. No matter what's on your calendar, erase it. You're going to Chicago, we don't care. We don't want any excuses because she doesn't call again. And she definitely doesn't call two weeks later unless she really wants to see somebody. So I went up there and I booked Dr. Mayberry. Um, I have to tell you, the studio up there is is fantastic, and I I'm didn't surprised. I'm surprised that they even shoot a lot of stuff in Chicago. I wouldn't expect that. Well, you know, it all goes back a uh, number of years to when uh, Schwarzenegger was governor of California, and he got rid of tax incentives. And I he he was part of the industry for many years, as we all know. And and I think his thought process was probably along the lines of. You know, I'm gonna these. They've had these tax incentives for a while. We're gonna take them away, and <clears throat> production will remain here because it's gonna be too difficult for them to, you know, go, go all these other places uh, unless they really need to for you know location filming. But we all know now that that didn't happen. And we have the same exact problem here in Arizona with our uh, with the tax incentive issue, where the local government just doesn't see uh, how important. Um, it is to bring the filming community here into Arizona and the money it brings in and the, uh, you know, the, the big pump to the economy. Um, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But the even crazier thing is how many people are bailing on California now. It's like a mass exodus. Uh, so many people are, especially actors, everything are just 
Now, are you referring to bailing because of the recent pandemic or? I think, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's everything, but you can't, you can't tell me that um, a lot of the issues that you're talking about, you know, don't, aren't part of that, you know, people wanting to leave California. Well, the, the hubs, let's face it, the hubs are in place now. Hubs uh, meaning like in Atlanta, New Mexico, um, New Orleans, New York, Chicago, um, Raleigh. I mean, there are all these various areas now where uh, a lot of filming is happening and where studios have been uh, set up. And that's never going to change at this point. I mean, it, it, that, that uh, has been put into motion and will remain, even though incentives have now gone back to California, it's still, you know, you've got all this filming happening in all these places now. Um, so, in my opinion, California made a mistake, and that has led to um, industries being created in all of these various areas. Uh, there was, uh, uh, there were tax incentives for Kentucky. Uh, when I first came back to Kentucky, uh, tax incentives were still in effect for films that had already been approved, but the tax incentives have been taken away. So as these films complete, there are no, no tax incentives going forward, which is unfortunate because Kentucky is a very beautiful area with a very interesting landscape that you don't really find in a lot of places. <laughs> I used to go visit my grandparents in southern Indiana. And they were way down at the bottom of Indiana, so we'd go into Kentucky a lot. And so when you say the landscape, I think of all the interesting people I had seen there. Because there's a lot of characters in Kentucky. There are. Well, there are a lot of characters <laughs> everywhere, but there are yeah. definitely a lot of characters in Kentucky. And look, I grew up in, in southeastern Kentucky, in Hazard, Kentucky, in the middle of nowhere, um, in the mountains. Very beautiful, very isolated area. I, I basically spoke like this until I was about 12 years old. So, you know, and, and, um, and, and it was a very interesting, very different way to grow up. And, um, you know, it, it's probably part of the reason I love to travel so much because I grew up in a very isolated area. Um, you know, now I've been to 23 countries and every state in the U.S. except for two. And I've always loved to travel. And I think that's probably part of the reason is because I kind of grew up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> what, what are the two that you haven't been to? Uh, it's Oregon and Alaska. And people ask me all the time, they're like, well, you know, how come you've never went to Oregon? You were in California. Well, California is a very long state. So if it you're takes in a long California, time to get there. <laughs> you know, if you're in Southern California and you go up to like the Bay Area, I mean, that's a huge trip right there. So to go on up to Oregon and whenever I went up to Washington and Seattle, I always just flew. So it's still on the list. I, I would love at some point when we're safer with flying to fly out to Portland. And then for my 50th state, I would love to, once cruises start happening again, take an Alaskan cruise to tip off all 50. Chad, don't get on boats. I can swim. I can, you know. <laughs> do you ever nope, see Jaws? The ocean that'll eat you. No. Nope. Yeah, do you ever see Jaws? I, th <laughs> I, I think you're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> the whole anniversary and everything, I actually watched it again recently, and I had not seen it in years. And uh, so it was, it, was, it was very interesting to see that film again. And I still remember the scene 
when I was a kid and, and, and watched it and it scared me to death when the guy's head popped out of the bottom of the boat. <laughs> and, uh, and of course now when I watch it, you know, it, it, it doesn't have the same effect, but I remember going back to when I was a kid and throwing everything that I had around me everywhere when that happened. <laughs> you didn't hitchhike when you were five years old though, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. I don't, I don't think I hitchhiked when I was 25, but, uh, oh, but you know what I wanted to tell you though, about, uh, getting back to Chicago fire for, uh, for a moment. Um, so living in California for so many years and working in the industry there, I didn't know what to expect when I went up to Chicago to, to film. And I have to tell you, it was, it was so well done. It was, they were really on top of things. It was like clockwork and I was very impressed. And, um, you know, I've worked a number of shows in, in Chicago and a number of projects in Chicago and they've all been really good experiences. So, you know, kudos to Chicago for for doing it right. Now, did you have to go downtown? I mean, I'm okay, so in my head, I'm picturing it going like downtown Chicago, like Nakatomi Tower or something, which is in California, yes, I know, but but it is it like a big tower building with you know lots of different executive no, no, rooms no, or what, a, what kind a, of building a, is it? There's a, there's a studio that's that's set up in Chicago, and uh, and ba well, first of all, so Claire Simon's office that's that's the casting. It looks like something out of of an so in Chicago. Chicago has great architecture, right? Sure. So you you go to this place. It looks like something out of an architectural magazine. It's really just really nice. And, you know, not that the offices in L.A. aren't nice, but this was nice in a different way. It was yeah, like yeah. They'd, they'd brought in designers to create this, like, casting office. Yeah. And, and um, the studio itself was, you know, is very interesting because they had... Well, I'll give you an example. So Yuri Sardarov, who who played Otis... Um, who I was working with because I played Dr. Mayberry, his doctor, and um, nicest guy. So when we were sitting waiting to film, they had us waiting in the bar. Okay, normally, and this bar is a recreation of an actual bar in Chicago that they started out filming at, and then they basically built it. Normally, when you walk into a set, you've got three walls and no ceiling. And that's so they can have room to place things, place lights on. They didn't do that here. They, it's, it's a complete set, just like you were actually inside the bar with the oh, ceiling, no. with all four walls. That's awesome. Like you're there. It was so cool. Yeah, that there? is cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll have to make a trip to Kentucky and do the whole bourbon tour. I want to so bad. Like that is a bucket list is to do that. That it really is. If it, here's what I say: if it's on your bucket list, you got to find a way to do it. It's kind of hard right now. Is uh, with are they even doing things like that? Uh well, I doubt it. Right? Most likely yeah, not. And to be honest with no, you, moonshine kills all. I don't COVID. know the answer to that <laughs> question. Well, I'm not sick. I can't. I can't tell you this: the governor of Kentucky recently um, um, closed down the bars again for two weeks. That and motherfucker. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He, t- he took he took he took away your biggest pleasure. <laughs> well, we don't have uh, we don't have the bars are shut down here too. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, in California, it's like everything's kind of shut down right now. Um, and you know, hopefully, you guys will be back on track soon. Look, I have a friend who just flew out there this morning, and I have friends that flew out there recently, and they're flying back to North Carolina. Well, they're probably back at this point. They flew back today, and um, you know, it's just it's it's just hard right now. Tough times, uh, definitely, especially here in Arizona, where we seem to be number one in in coronavirus as as much as possible. Are you guys really? We were for a while. We I don't know if we started. Yeah, but we were for a while. They we're they reopened more. us and then shut us down again because of it. So we've been shut oh, down man. since. And that's the that's the hard thing. It's like it, it's it's it, it's when you feel like things are getting better, and then there's this sudden realization that they're not. And uh, it, it's it, that's to me closing things down and then uh, opening them up and then closing them down again is harder than if they just closed them down for a good while. Yes. I concur. Yeah. So I want to talk to you real, uh, a little bit about your uh, experiences on Moneyball. What what was it like on that film? Uh, oh, well, that's that wasn't a great experience for me because I worked two Brad days on Moneyball with Brad Pitt. And the scenes that I did did not make it into the film. So this happens in my industry. Um, I'm, you get paid I'm, anyway, though, right? Because you did you did the work. Well, I did or the did work. You... It's listed on IMDb, but it's uncredited. You know, and uh, it's just really you, there's only, you can't really do anything about it. It's not up to you. It's up to the the uh, producers, directors, and the powers that be. Um, unless you are a uh, producer or have a big controlling factor in a project, it's not up to you what ends up in and what doesn't. But so, who'd you get to work with? I got to work with Brad Pitt. I got, let's see, Brad was there. Um, Does he wear deodorant? Pardon? Does he wear deodorant? That's what I was going to ask is if he was stinky. There's a huge rumor. No, no, no. There's a huge Robin, rumor that Robin he stinks. Was, so it was Brad Pitt, Robin Wright, and it was in it was the airport, <laughs> and they had actually rented Ontario Airport, half of Ontario Airport, um, to do this. Spent a huge amount of money, and you can tell we us. ended up filming for two days, and then when you see the final project, the final yeah. film, they used a small number of seconds. I mean, so all of that money and all of that work that went into it just, yeah. That's got to kind of, it's not so much, yeah, I got paid anyway because I did my job. It's not so much the, you know, the time and effort. It's, I, for me, it would be like, oh, I did a good job. I really delivered. I felt great about that. And it, and then nothing like you don't get to see the final product. Like, I mean, you kind of family go to the movies and you're like, here comes your they fucking cut me out. Stinky ass Brad Pitt for two <laughs> and a half hours and you cut it. You you have to you it, you have to realize it's part of this industry and you have to be okay with it. Otherwise, yeah. you're doing the wrong thing. Um, um, I mean, if I got granted, and that's a little bit different than just the auditioning process itself, 
But you just have to realize these things happen and you have to go on. On to the next thing. Sure. That's still kind of, that's still, I'd be like, ah, come on, man. I was so good. You don't actually know you get cut until you watch the movie, right? <laughs> most of the time you don't. Uh, most of the time you don't, yeah. You don't, you don't know what's going to end up in. I rented out. out the theater for all my friends and family. <laughs> yeah, you don't get but a, you, know, you don't know, get a good luck on your future endeavors email when you cut out of a movie. Huh? <laughs> what's really, what's really interesting though is, is sometimes like, like I've, I've worked on projects where I've like said to them, you know, Hey, can I try something? And you just like do something completely different. That's not in the script at all. And, uh, and then, and you never know, and then you see it in the end and they kept that, they use that. And, uh, see, that's so, got, that's that feeling. You can see it in your face. You're like, <laughs> ah, that felt so good. Well, it does feel good because you feel like, you know, you, you added a bit of creativity that, sure. um, that, People enjoyed and people liked enough to actually put in a final product. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, it does make you feel good. Did you so get to touch Brad Pitt? Did you get to rub his back? I, I, I did not touch Brad. <laughs> did you at least rub, uh, like rub against him on accident so you have, like, Brad Pitt smell hey, on you? Hey, rule, rule number one. He walked, in, he walked in his path and just went like that to, to just get the essence of Brad. <laughs> He, he, he sucks it in, he blows it in a bag, zip ties it up. Rule number two, don't sell it on eBay. Oh, Rule number man. three, don't cut in front of Jonah Hill in catering. Oh, damn. Isn't he, isn't he really, didn't he lose a lot of weight? Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. He looks fantastic now. Yeah, he does. But he's probably unhappy too. So, what? if, oh, go ahead, Chad. Our our friend Brian had to take off for a second. He'll be back after a bit. Um, but one of the he has another podcast. One of the questions that they always ask that I love to hear is, "Do you have a like worst audition yes. nightmare? Like, tell us your tell yes. us your this oh, is the worst God. audition oh, story." Well, you see, I was on Moneyball, sitting next to Brad Pitt. <laughs> I will tell. Okay, and my I'll zipper was out. My, oh my junk God. fell out. So now we go after after I tell this story. Let's talk about some happy things. Yes, yeah. Move on to your your favorite one after that. So so yeah, worst audition ever was at um, at at a a uh, casting studio um, o, um, Ocean Park, which closed recently. I heard. I think it was. I think COVID like pushed them uh, over and, and they closed down, which was sad to hear. Um, this was for Toyota. It was a big commercial. And I <laughs> I got the information from my agency for uh, for the audition. And I went and I was, you know, a bit excited, a little bit apprehensive because, uh, you know, it, 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 they were looking for dancers. I you know I'm mainly an actor. I can sing, I can dance, but you know it's like okay. I'm like, uh, what's gonna happen here? So I went, and I knew I was in trouble when we walked in to uh, in to sign in, and the guy said, "Okay, so I'm gonna pair you up into four, two guys and two girls, and you're gonna go in and see the choreographer for 15 minutes, and then we're gonna send you to the director and producer." 
And I'm like, oh, hey, all right, all right. That was good. I'm out. So, so the girl who was amazing, by the way, that they put me with, I so I asked her, I said, said, so are are you like are you a professional dancer? Like what he was just saying, it sounded like you're like, and she goes, Oh yeah, she goes, I, I work in Vegas. Like she was she was a showgirl in Vegas. Okay, so uh, I can't and, compete uh, with that. That ain't even fair. <laughs> so okay. So then uh she she says to me, she goes, Don't worry, she goes, you'll be great. She goes, You watched the video they sent last night, right? And I'm like, video? <laughs> there, Uh-oh. there was there was there was a video <laughs> and she's like yeah they, they sent a video with the choreography so we could learn it so that when we come in and work with the choreographer we'll know what we're doing and i'm like oh video <laughs> <laughs> so, so so we go into the room right and you know i have to say the two girls really knew what they were doing but the other guy that was with the other girl also looked like a deer in the headlines. So we go in and the choreographer is like, and he starts like taking us through all this stuff, which they had all seen the video for and had been working on since the night before. And I knew nothing about. So I'm trying my best to so you're like, get all this down. And yes. And you're like solo Wookiee in a bad jazzercise club. No. <laughs> so so we, we go through it, right? And then we go into the other room where the, the uh, director, producer, um, um, uh, I, I mean, it's yeah, the cameras, the people from the agency. I mean, it was like, oh my God. And so we go in and we go through and she tells me, she's like, just watch what I'm doing. Just do what I do. She was trying to help me. It's not that could. easy though. And <laughs> I just tie a rope to your arms? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we, we go in and we start going through it. And I swear, I just know that this tape is out there to this day and people are watching it laughing, you know, like, <laughs> you should have asked for, Hey, can I get a copy of that after this is all done? <laughs> exactly. So somehow I made it through the, the first time, you know, like we went through the whole song and, and the choreography and everything. And, you know, the parts where we spun around and everything, I like spun around really quick so I could see what she was doing. And I was, well, we finished and he said, all right, that was good. Now, guys to the front, girls to the back, we're going to do it again. <laughs> so I think I got about 15 seconds into it. And then it was like an episode of Lucy. I don't know what I did. I don't remember what I did. That was like the second shark on the Katy Perry uh, uh, live Left performance. Shark. It was like I was just oh, doing something. Great. And it had nothing to do with nothing uh, to do was that, that was planned. So that oh. was my, my worst audition ever. Uh, you know, and I just left thinking like, uh, why? And uh, to this day, I do not know what happened and why I didn't receive the uh, the video that I was supposed to receive the night before. Oh, well. Oh, well, it well. doesn't sound like you or the other guy got it. Like, they were kind of like, it to the the yeah, the, to the wolves. Like I know. I, I think I think both girls probably ended up in there. I think the, the girl that I auditioned with, she I'm sure she probably did. She was right on with the whole thing. But, you was know. Something familiar? Somewhere? 
was it anything familiar like was uh like annie or was it like like during the edition i mean was it something maybe from a past movie or musical or or any did you have anything like you did the salsa salsa dancing or something yeah like well oh no they, they were just they were doing all of these like like just various moves and stuff which maybe if you were a trained dancer you might know when he was calling out those those steps or those oh, things, like you know, like do you know? He was calling out things as he was showing them, and he was like, "Okay, now you know, blah blah now blah," and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he panicked. Just, just panic just, sprinkler. You stop. You're like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" And you just start fucking doing the sprinkler because you're panicking. It, it, you start it, rolling I, the I, dice. Yeah. You're, you're doing the dice thing too much. <laughs> I'm picturing Richard Simmons up there just he starts sweating to the oldies. Oh, my God. oh, oh man. man. Oh, that's but, terrible, man. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Well, that's there, awesome. there you go. But then, you know what? I, I did another audition one time. This was for um, A Thousand Ways to Die. And I just remember coming out that's of that audition and thinking, like that was awful. And I, I actually, and I swear this is true. I called up a friend from the car and I said, I'm definitely not getting that. And then I booked it. So you never know. You never know what you're looking for. You know, that was such an awesome show. So what episode did you get to do? Oh my gosh. I played Lenny who was running a Ponzi scheme. It's so crazy because one, they're all based on true stories. Mm -hmm. And two, it has a huge, huge cult following, which I did not know about until I yeah. did the show. So when I get, when I'm out and about and people like recognize me, it's usually from one of two things. It's from Chicago Fire or from A Thousand Ways to Die. And, and not from Moneyball. <laughs> no, not from my team that was guy. No. Um, no um, and when I went to do that show, I did not know quite what to expect. And I remember going in and thinking, like, I'm going to give this uh, character three dimensions. And I remember the director saying to me after the first day, he was like, Dwight, he was like, I know what you're trying to do. He goes, but no, he goes, don't try to give this guy any, any glimmer of, of like, niceness. I'm like, oh, no, I wanted to build him up. And he's like, no, no. He's like, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. You want, the audience wants to hate him from the very first second because then they'll feel good when he dies. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So how was your death in that episode? Um, so my death in that episode was, uh, so Lenny was running a Ponzi scheme. Uh, the feds got tipped off. He got tipped off that they were coming to raid his office. So he and his secretary started trying to shred everything. He gets all nervous and he would drink these boba drinks. You know, they have the little boba balls in them. Yep. And he had a Bucky ball sculpture on his desk. <laughs> At one point he gets mad and he's so frustrated. He takes the sculpture and throws it. And two of the magnetic balls went into his drink and he drank them both. <laughs> so if he had drank one, he would have been fine. But because he drank two, they basically did this. Oh, and oh! they just tore everything up. They tore everything up and Lenny didn't make it. No. Oh. no. I'll, so awesome. I'll tell I'll tell you a little tidbit though. Um, they filmed two episodes a day, and and mine was the second episode of the day. So the first episode that they filmed involved all these insects, and they couldn't get them all out of the studio. So 
like every once in a while you would see like these like critters like you know and i think if you watch the episode you can even see like one of the flying insects at one point go by that's uh <laughs> that's what that was from that's hilarious the only out of all those episodes i ever watched the only one i ever remember is the russian who was having sex or something and a badger tore his penis off and he bled oh, to no. death out in the middle of nowhere no. and, and his buddy and another girl were there so and he still got i know why you remember took it. It, oh, blood to death i'm thinking that's a horrible oh, no. way to go i don't know two magnets going like this throughout your body is probably pretty rough too yeah that can't feel real good at least you still had your appendage you know what i mean yeah. Supposedly, they don't sell buckyballs anymore, partly because of situations like that. I don't know. We should look that up. Is that true? Uh, somebody told me that. Well, I'll look it up. Uh, is there any um, change in the process from going from doing a, an audition for like a movie versus something that's like based on true events or a reaction or? Um, that will. You know, every, Recreation, every audition can be a little bit different. Um, one thing I can't tell you for certain is there's been a change in the process recently uh, because of the whole pandemic situation. Um, most auditions now are self-tape. And hopefully it's going to go back to uh, being in the room again with, with the casting directors on a regular basis. But that hasn't happened just yet. Um in some ways, it's good for me right now because I'm in Kentucky, and that allows me to better compete with projects like in New York or Chicago or Atlanta mm -hmm. or even back out west. Um, but there's always an advantage to being in the room because then the, the casting director or if the producer and director might be in there with you can, uh, can kind of try different things to see how you work out. Whereas if you send a self-tape, that's it. you got that one... Yeah, so they don't yeah. do it like over Skype with you? It's just you and a camera? And, that, the, well, that does happen as well. Yeah, I do. Um, <clears throat> you know, you can end up doing Skype or, or um, you know, using the various services. Uh, services. Zoom, for instance, has become a big thing. I never used Zoom before the pandemic. And Zoom now I awesome. can't even tell you how many times I've used it. You could still buy Buckyballs. <laughs> you can. Okay. 206 pieces. 216 balls is 25 bucks. Wow. Wow. Just you can get them from the Bucky just, Balls website. Just don't swallow them. Just, no, just one. Swallow if them. you are, just do one. Yeah, if you are going to use the day. No, no, I don't even recommend that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't try it. Don't try this at home. It'd be kind of cool. You had a magnet and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> So is it is which way do you prefer? Do you prefer doing it Zoom versus the handicam? Because in my mind, like trying to audition and just a camera on yourself, you're I would be worried that it's gonna come out like an eighties like or an eighties, early nineties dating video. I'm Tom, thirty-five, like long walks on the beach, like well, kinda, well, Tom. <laughs> you know, you, you get used to doing it after a while and you just you know, it's just a it's just a sort of process. Um and it's it's just very different though. I mean Auditioning in person is always going to be very different than auditioning on on uh, tape or video. You know, like on Zoom. Pardon? Wouldn't it be easier on Zoom? Well, if they no do, if they do Zoom, but see, they're only going. You have to keep in mind. Usually, they're only going to go to a situation like that if if it's.
callbacks or if, you know, they, oh, because yeah. they're seeing so many different people. So they just can't do, you know, it, usually with casting, uh, it's like, you know, they're looking at, at the first three, maybe five seconds of something to figure out if you are right for it. Unless they have, you know, they know you and they called on you, then that's a different situation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, but with the general auditioning process, They've got hundreds, if not thousands, and there's no time to do Zoom for all those. Just... Unless they want to see you dance. And then <laughs> and then Zoom is on, baby. <laughs> Have you ever went to go do an audition, but you didn't really want to do it, so you made sure you... Bombed? Yeah, like you went and you had your no, shirt down low and you made sure your never, chest never, hair was never. out. No, if I, if I take the time to, to do the audition then it's going to be as good as I can and can make it so that I'm happy with my work and happy with myself. Um, otherwise, I would just decline the audition. Yeah. Might be fun to go in one. Not even if it was a, a friend who was like, hey, I got this this personal project I want to do. It's this, this little side thing, and you're just kind of like, I'm not really into this, and he's asking for that, you know, that homie hookup. That... <laughs> well, if it was a friend, they would. I'm sure they'd probably be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. There's some people out there that'll that'll try and grasp at anything they can. <laughs> I I don't know. I would I would first of all, if it was a friend, I would if I was going to do the audition for the project, it would be the absolute best professional audition I could do for that project. Otherwise, I just wouldn't do it. I don't know. I've never I've never attempted to do a bad audition. <laughs> Now, if, if, like, like the Toyota situation, it can certainly happen, but I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't but it wasn't it. your intention to go in there bad. You, you just no. They kind of they kind of shit the bed on uh, helping you prepare like they should have. Yes. Yeah. I, I had a friend set me up like that for an audition, but the chick was ugly, so I had to decline. I was like, no. For that porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Can't do it, buddy. What's the what's the your favorite most favorite audition ever that you ever did? Whether you got the part or not, what was your like? You went in, you auditioned, and you were like, maybe you didn't even feel like, oh, I nailed it, but you just thought, God, that was so much fun. Oh gosh, that's that's see, it's it's easier to pick out the ones to remember the bad ones <laughs> uh, as compared to the ones that were were fantastic um because i've had a, a, a number of them that have been fantastic um gosh let me think for a second you don't get asked that question often huh <laughs> no 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 it's usually it's usually more along the lines of like oh my god what's your really like what's your really bad audition um <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Nothing, nothing comes to mind. Um, you know, I mean, certain things stand out just because of the eventuality of the project, like, like you know, auditioning for, uh, you know, Claire Simon's office for Chicago Fire. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, I mean, that that was a, a fantastic experience. Um, uh, I there, it's that one's hard. Yeah, I can't. You have to get back to us another day. Exactly. I'll email you. <laughs> it was this time. You'll remember it about three o'clock this morning. I uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what I should have said. 
But see, now I'm preparing you. (laughs) Now I'm preparing you for the next time. That's why I like to ask those deep track questions. All right. He ever walked into an audition and be like, fuck, I'm auditioning against him again? Or, holy shit, I can't believe he's here auditioning for the same part that I am. Well, that, I mean, listen, you do end up um, seeing uh, the same people a lot of times because, you know, you you get fit into it. And exactly, and you say hi and everything, um, uh, and and that's actually you know it, it's that's not so bad. Um, it's it's a big town. Like I'm speaking of LA at this point. It's it's a big city, small town. Uh, so so it's a, it's a big city with a lot of people, but yet there are uh, a number of work, regular working actors that you you generally run into over and over again, and. Um, it happens more, uh, at least in my case, with commercials and uh, the commercial world than with uh, with film and television because that can be a little bit more varied because when a role goes out for television or fi- film, you know, they'll, especially now, uh, they will try to vary the possibilities and see, you know, what might, what magic might happen. And, but with commercials, it's usually they're looking for something very specific. And so when they're looking for that something that's very specific, then they, you get like <laughs> certain yeah, people yeah. that you generally tend to see. Yeah. Who's uh, who's your top three favorite that you've ever worked with? Oh my gosh! Not Brad um, Pitt. He stinks. <laughs> Not Brad Pitt because he stinks. <laughs> no, you know what? I no, I would say. I would say. No, listen. I would say. I really would say working with Brad Pitt was 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 that was a fascinating experience. And I'm glad that that happened. I wish it that could have ended up in the final project, but but it was still it was still a great experience. Um, working with Yuri in Chicago Fire was fantastic, mm-hmm. just because he was such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and everyone up there was were they were just great to work with. Um, I you know I I worked on a project called the the deported. Uh, I mean with Talia Shire and, and Nicholas Nick Tichero. and um, I did not know that I was going to be working with Talia until the day of, oh. and. I'm sitting in hair and makeup and this lady's sitting next to me and we strike up a conversation and, and she's super nice. And, and I had no idea who she was. And we, Hey, what are you doing here? I'm the coast. So the guy finishes her hair and he reaches down on the shelf and he pulls out two DVDs and he says, you know, would, would you mind? I just loved you in both of these. And she's like, oh, of course. You know, and she takes them and she starts signing them and I'm looking and it's Rocky and Rocky too. And I'm like, oh my God, this is totally a shine. And so- uh, Then you so, started fangirling out, huh? Yeah, well, well, exactly. And I will tell you, you know, in working within the industry for uh, years, um, when where I tend to fan out, so to speak, when I meet someone are people that I know from my childhood. So, for instance, when I met Barbara Eden, Jeannie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that'd be huge. Oh yeah. Jeannie. I yeah. know what you did that night. 
in the whole time you pictured her looking like genie huh well you know what she i I will say this she still still looks amazing yeah still and uh and uh but you know i mean like you know i mean i grew up you know watching like these these episodes of genie and so if you see your tummy I still dream of Genie. Dude, that's great, man. The costume, yeah. the bottle, the just, I mean, that that TV show was a yes, great man. show. You, you know, an- another uh, instance of where uh, where I was sort of, um, I guess, a bit flabbergasted to the point that I was not my usual self was uh, I ended up, oh my gosh, I went to a, a party uh, Ian McCullen was doing a show in downtown LA and uh, there was a party at the place that they had met up in the hills and Patrick Stewart came. Oh, and yeah. was like, like, he would have been shaken. Captain Picard, you know, yeah. Star Trek. And Did so, you have him say, make it so? What's that? Did you have him go, say, say, make it so? No, because we, he, he says, so I, I get my food, I sit down on the couch and he gets his, and he comes and sits down on the couch with me, and we say hi and stuff. And I could not think of what to say. So no. he probably thought I was the most awkward person because I'm just sitting there eating, thinking like, oh, my God. Probably <laughs> like, thank God he didn't ask me about fucking Star Trek. <laughs> well, exactly. But, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not – that's an unusual situation for me. Usually, you know, it's like people, they're working in the industry. Yes, some of them are – famous and are very talented some of them are famous and not talented <laughs> that's a whole different story huh that's, that's me right there nearly <laughs> famous not talented <laughs> so, yeah so, sir sir patrick stewart would be one very that, talented. I, I, yeah i mean very talented. amazingly yeah. talented and really hard to um Call me number one. Yeah, Call me number one too. I mean, with you know Xavier and um, and playing just uh, so many Picard and just oh man, that that would be tough to sit next to him and just. But but I keep it cool, man. Keep it cool. But I have met like a lot of people, and I and I usually don't have that issue. But for some reason, like with him or with Captain Picard, it's understandable. Yeah, that's that's Professor X, man. That's. That's a real deal. That's yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> said, I love the way the light gleams off the top of your head. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, Captain Picard is awesome. Yeah, that's that is cool. He is, and uh, he does this amazing show during the holidays where he plays Scrooge. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Mm-mm. I've heard of it, and I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah, really good. Really good. He's such. He's just such a good actor. A lot of theater. A lot of everything. He's very well rounded. And and everything that I've anybody I've ever seen interviewed or talked about him has always had incredible and great praise to say about what a gentleman and and kind soul he is. Exactly. Exactly. He's a he's a nice person and he's very talented. And those are the people that you'd like to see succeed. Yeah. Absolutely. 
crystal ketchup on them. <laughs> I'd be that guy. I'd be so nervous. I'd dump my Dr. Pepper in his lap or slick a fry with some ketchup. And I'd be like, dude, I'm so sorry, man. You go to open the packet oh. and it squirts. And you're like, oh, no. I just, just watch the drop go right onto like his shirt. It's like slow motion. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I'll try to grab for it. <laughs> he died. Oh, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Wow. That's an honor. That's great. Yeah. Any, any others that have ever um, kind of put you awestruck like that or. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's more or less like, like just people that from my childhood, because, you know, when you work in the industry, you know, you get used to, sure. you know, seeing people and working with people. But yet there's just something about meeting people like when I met Florence Henderson, uh, you know, it's another show that I watched episodes of when I was a a little kid. And uh, and there's just something about that that's, you know, you go back to you can't help it. It's just like that that make believe area in in your childhood Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, I've. You know, because it's so make believe, and you're so deceived before you grow up, and you're like, "Wait, that wasn't real. <laughs> That's not really you." <laughs> but in you, even as an adult, you meet him, and your brain is still like, "Hey, wow, that's you know." That's Bo and Luke Duke. I mean, that's, you know, oh, that's, you know, the whole hazard thing. I do sure, sure. Happen. You know, that's, but it's, it's with anybody, you know, that's what I grew up on. I, I watched a lot of Dukes of Hazard, and it'd be hard to meet Michael Knight and not be like, hey, dude, where's Kit? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's just yeah. your childhood growing up. Yeah. And, you know, it's 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 interesting because you just made me think about something. When when I watch movies now, like I tend to um, see them with a different eye because you know I've worked in the industry for for a while now, and so you're thinking like when they're doing that scene, like things that you notice, various things, industry things like the sound or, or the video or something that shouldn't be there or something that was off or something that didn't match or that there are all these people behind them while they're having this very, you know, quiet scene, but you realize like all the stuff that's going on, uh, on, uh, the other side of the camera and behind that, but yet still to this day, you know, when I go back and I watch stuff from my childhood, it's like, you kind of see it through, you know, those, those eyes still somewhat. It's like, you can't, you can't escape from it. Right. Yeah. No, I totally get it. That's awesome. What's uh, so? What is your favorite genre or movies? Like, do you can you not watch them anymore because you are so familiar with behind the scenes oh, stuff? Has oh, it no, ruined no, no. it? I can or absolutely watch them. And what is really fantastic for me is when I get so caught up in a film or a television show that I forget that I'm watching. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does. You can believe me that that project goes to the top of my list. I've got to see it again, because uh, so like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> no, no, not a top three. No. <laughs> what What would be like a top three? What would be those top three movies that you forgot you were watching and you were like, "Wow, that was that was." Oh my god! Well, like 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 movies like uh, like The Godfather. 
or like uh, Star Wars. You know, I'm a big, I'm, even though I have not had the opportunity to do a big science fiction film, I would love to because I love science fiction. love that yeah. genre. And, uh, and so seeing things uh, like that, which I just completely get caught up in and, and you just get taken away for a while. Yeah. Um, that's a fantastic experience. And I always love to see films like that on the big screen as compared to in the home. And uh, because you just, especially when it's a movie like, like Star Wars, and I know, you know, some of the special effects in there are not, like we've come a long way in that period of time since that was created. Sure. But still the movie was just so fantastic in so many ways that, yeah, you just get totally caught up in it and just swept away for a while. And I love that. Yeah, not me. I hate Star Wars. Oh yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> Nobody hates Star Wars. So, are you are you one of those actors that likes to watch the things you've done, or are you like some of them that don't want to watch you know, your performance? I do. I do watch the things that I do just because I like to learn from it. Sort of like you know, if you play like a football game and you go back and watch and, and see what you did and, and learn from that. See the way I watch right there. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, I don't, I don't necessarily love, uh, love, love watching myself. But I do it. And some people can't; they can't watch themselves. But I do it because I want to see what I did, uh, learn from it, maybe take something from it that I can use in the future. But um, it's a weird feeling watching yourself because for me, like when I watch myself in a performance I did, I, I get thrown back to that for that for a moment, you know? And I like, you know, think about like what I was experiencing at that moment uh, when I was that person or that character. And um, uh, for me, when I'm playing a, a role, I am that person. And then when that role is finished, I let it go. Um, but, uh, but I try to involve myself as much as possible in that role and in that character. And, uh, and sometimes I watch myself and I'm like, is, you know, is that me? Uh, but I should have uh, been Batman. Damn it. Always be Batman. <laughs> Whenever you can be Batman, be Batman. But, I was not doing it right there. I should have been Batman. <laughs> but, uh, but it. You know, it in all the characters that I play, there's a part of me in them. But then there's also, you know, it's 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 a combination of bringing a part of me into it and then bringing to reality who this person is, and uh, and Giving finding a point of where you work, yeah. adding that depth to it on a, on a personal level. Well, you you want the character to be real. When I first started acting. I approached it as like just trying to be something completely different, mm -hmm. you know, and like I would take a role and I would like try, just try to, to just be some, that, that completely different from what I am. But what I realized over time is the, at least for me, you know, and I know it's different for different performers, but for me, the, the, the process of bringing a bit of myself into it as well as bringing uh, to reality the way this this character should be and creating this this combination that works for it tends to work best for me and uh, and making it real yeah no that's awesome love that 
when you're when you're auditioning for a role or you you know i'm assuming your agent sends you roles to audition that you know you might be interested in what draws you specifically to to a role you want to audition for is there like certain characteristics in the character you look for certain things that you want to try that you look for kind of what draws you to that um it it can be many different things and i'm a type of actor to where and if you look at the work that, that i've done you'll see a lot of different things because i enjoy that i love meryl streep because she does that she's basically a chameleon yeah. she just becomes all of these different characters i yeah. like that yeah. um i when i read a script i look for one good writing but then i also look for who this character is who is this person and and am i going to um to enjoy being this person for a while am i going to and do i feel like i could really do do this 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 service and so I look at all those things. I look at who's involved in the project. Um, uh, you know, and then of course there's the whole thing of you know uh, what type of of possibilities the project has. Um, but uh, but I think more than anything else is do I connect with this person? And and if I feel like there's a strong connection there, then I want to I want to be that person for a while. And that yeah. You ever like okay, like when you played the doctor on Chicago Fire, did you ever go like, okay, I'm gonna create a backstory? He just got in a fight with his wife, his daughter dropped out of college. Um, I just found out that my son, you know, is a drug addict, you know, and, and you ever like um, made up your own backstory to give like a character more depth so that you're like oh like you know like to make the pain come out or make the you know you gotta look frustrated or something you ever i just think that would be fun like that's what i well, would do. there 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 can be a, a bit of that in, in projects but you know you do the work beforehand to make sure that you can do the work when you're there so it, it's like what whatever that work involves and sometimes it does involve me thinking about you know uh, uh, a certain backstory um it can be different in different cases but i will tell you this that the work that i do for a role and for a character it i i do put a lot into it until i feel like i'm there and then when I go in and I'm actually acting and playing that role, uh, all that work I let go because at that time I am that person. So I have done the work to to become that person. So when I'm when I was playing Dr. Mayberry, I, I wasn't thinking at that point like about backstory or about what I was Dr. Mayberry when I was there. You ever go like Dr. Mayberry? Where the fuck do they come up with that name? <laughs> you know, I will. I will tell you this. But they, did not, they did not come up with that name until I was booked. Oh wow! And so they, they looked at you and they're like, "It's it's Doctor Mayberry." Doctor Mayberry. So so, uh, so when you say you're getting ready for these and you're doing your work and everything and you're you know your back work and everything, describe that. Break that down a little bit more. Are you like so for Doctor Mayberry is a perfect example. Were you pulling, you know, snippets and tidbits out of, you know, medical journals and looking up medical jargon? Were you 
study and you know encyclopedia or, or no, you know words to help or no the only time that i would do that is if if there were things in in the script that call for me to you know you can believe if there's any medical jargon in the script that i'm going to know what all of that is i'm going to look it up i'm going to know how it's used i'm going to know what it means um, so that, you know, if I uh, look at, at, at someone and, and, and uh, you know, I, I say, you know, like, you know, I think his ACL is torn. You know, I'm going to know what an ACL is. I'm going to know what an ACL tear means. I'm going to know what kind of pain that, that would cause for someone. I'm going to know all this information so that when I say it, I know what I'm talking about. Um but I would not just go in and just look up general information. It would be specific according to what I needed to to do. Um, um, you know, I I do spend time, like for instance, you know, like like when I uh, book a, a, a doctor's role or it's a specific type of thing, you know, I will go in and I will do like a little bit of research about it, and uh, you know, and even though. Um, you know, I'm wearing what they're giving me to wear, which is, you know, supplied by the production. I'll go in and just like look through, you know, like photos of doctors and stuff, you know, and, and um, or even like listen to some interviews of doctors or talk to people that I know that are doctors. And and uh, and it depends on what it is. You know, if you've got a lot of time, see, a lot of times you don't have a lot of time. You don't have that luxury. If it's film you have more time. But if it's sure. television, you usually don't. And if it's commercials, you definitely usually don't because it's just, you know, very, very quick. So it all, a lot of that depends too on how big my role is and how much time that I have. Yeah. You ever would, okay, do you, you ever go like Dr. Mayberry? What does a Dr. Mayberry sound like? How should Dr. Hi, I'm Dr. Mayberry. Like, did you ever think about doing that in a role? Like, I think it's. I don't think it should be a normal voice. I think it. I think they should sound like this. No, you know when I when I thought of Dr. Mayberry, I just wanted him to be very, you know, just very, very assuring, very calm, and and you know because I figured there's enough stress in the hospital and enough stress for people going to the hospital. So as a doctor, you want to try to assure them, and yeah. so I wanted to bring a a calmness and a, a feeling that everything was going to be okay. Mm, that's cool. I like that. Did you ever, have you ever used the, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV, pick a blind. Oh my God. You totally used that. You totally used that. I have said that. It was just fun to say. So you're sitting, you're sitting in a bar and I'm not a doctor, but I played one on TV. Can I buy you a drink, lady? Miss... Missy Miss. No, you know, you know what I do to my friends sometimes is I'll, I'll be out with friends and I, this actually happens and I'll be out with friends and they'll be like talking to someone and, and they'll be like, well, you know, my, my friend, he like was on Chicago Fire. He played Dr. Mayberry on Chicago Fire. And, I, and then I'll be like, oh, stop, stop. Uh, no. You know, yes. and then they're like, ah. <laughs> I'm a terrible wingman. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Here in my mind, I'm thinking, God, you know, thank God that Dr. Mayb Mayberry's not like a proctologist. You know, you got to schedule an appointment and the doctor's <laughs> like, why, why are you here today? Well, doc, as it turns out, here's the research. I got this part, see. 
And uh, <laughs> hold on, let me go get the Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, playing a proctologist, so research. Oh, but you know what? I did feel bad about. I was the one who sent Otis back, and then he ended up dying. I was so sad. When oh. I got <laughs> Dad, your fucking your 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 premiums just skyrocketed then, huh? <laughs> You know, you know what's really cool though is they, um, uh, Chicago Fire actually did a uh, after Otis died on the show, they did a uh, best scenes of for Otis, mm-hmm. and it was two and a half minutes long. And my scene with uh, as Doctor Mayberry with him was uh, in there. That was really nice. That yeah. is cool, yeah. Doctor. What um, <laughs> what is a, a dream like a. What would be if you could play any superhero in the world? Who would it be? Moon Knight, Nightwing, Nightwing, Nightwing. <laughs> we all know who you'd play, Kyle. I don't know. That's 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 a real tough one. I, gosh, because. You know, I did play Green Lantern, but that was a voiceover, and that was for Six Flags. Uh, nice. So I didn't get to be in front of the camera for that. But it was still really fun to you know, do the voice. Yeah, Dodged yeah, a bullet on that one. Uh, At least you were Ryan Reynolds, right? <laughs> that is what you use the bar. You've been Six Flags. You know who Green Lantern is? This fucking guy right here. <laughs> you can, pull, you can oh. pull a Hal Jordan. I can see a Hal Jordan. <laughs> Brightest day, darkest oh night. I'm right. taking you home tonight. <laughs> you know there like i would just i would love just love to do a, a really fantastic science fiction film um you know i'm a fan of so many different films from blade runner to the star wars films to the star trek films and uh even like you know the marvel films um so if i ever had the opportunity to do that that would be i think more, that would be a lot of fun for me space like adventure pirate style movie space stuff yeah sci-fi yeah that'd be cool it, it would it would it would certainly be interesting um i have done some science fiction projects but they were on a smaller scale back some years ago and uh so you know now that i'm you know doing larger and larger projects i would just love to be in a uh, big budget science fiction project just remember if you're on a starship do not wear red uniform <laughs> That means you're going to die. Oh, I think we're losing him. (laughs) Kentucky internet. Kentucky internet. (laughs) Is there anything you'd like to promote? I think he's... (laughs) Damn it, man. Yeah. We can't. Damn it, man. Here. I think we're losing them. Yeah. Beaming them up. <laughs> Beaming them up. They're taking him to his next space adventure. Picard. We salute you, sir. Godspeed. <laughs> Damn, I was going to ask him to give us his best medical advice from a doctor who's not a doctor but plays one on TV. He says, you need to get that checked out. Stat. <laughs> Damn, he's frozen. Oh no! Damn it! You're right. His ACL. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! His ACL. <laughs> Damn it, man! 
Damn it. How mm. cool would that be, though? You're just sitting in a bar and someone's like, oh, my ACL, I tore it. And he, he, like, oh, yeah, talking about the procedure. And she's like, how did you know? Are you a doctor? No, but I play one on TV. And he spins around and, and walks away. And the ACL was the scene I did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He spins and around. Maybe he'll try and come back on. He spins oh around and he's God. like, "That was a fun interview, though." That was great. Nah, he's awesome. That'd be so much fun. At least he had a good sense of humor. Yeah, I can't he's imagine. Still gonna try to brush up against Brad Pitt. I don't he's care. just rolling or with the punches. Least, or at least when you like follow him into the bathroom and see if he really has a big dong, like everybody says. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I mean, it's Brad Pitt. Damn, Brad damn. <laughs> Good for you, sir. At least he's honorable. Like that's one thing I really like about about Dwight Turner is that he's he's honorable. You know what I mean? Like he's not he, he's despite all the questions we've asked and and led him into, he won't talk bad about anybody else. He has nothing bad to say. He, uh, you know what I mean? Like he's he very Brad Pitt stinks. Yeah, and he has. Walked around it every time. He will not tell us whether or not Brad Pitt stinks. That was the hard-hitting question. That is honorable. That is that's a good guy that he you want. Looks like he stinks. Oh, look. like in California, he looks like he stinks. He's come yeah. back. I'm back. Good. Hey, okay. hey, back. back. So we had to do, we had to do a different thing here. So uh, so I was using my phone. I'm not sure what happened. I couldn't get you back on that, so I'm on my laptop now. All right, you uh, must have AT and T. But I felt bad to leave you guys hanging like that, so I came back. Oh, good. We, we, were, we were hoping you were going to come back. I, it was like I you should have seen it. It was a flurry of activity, and which culminated in me running upstairs and like grabbing the laptop. So I've got the laptop on my lap. Hopefully so, you didn't tear an ACL, yeah, but you'll at least know how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you didn't tear an ACL. <laughs> so where were we? <laughs> you You were telling us. No, I forgot. I'm old. Uh, you were, were telling us about sci-fi. About sci-fi and, yeah, and so, being able to so do sci-fi. Sci-fi. I think sci-fi would be like like a lot of fun. So if if that opportunity presented itself, I would certainly be uh, be interested. It's something that I haven't gotten to do for a big project, and uh, I just think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I think that'd be a super fun. I, I've never done any acting or anything, but. I would think that a production of, of something like that, because they get so big and all the props and all the, you know, the fake new moon rocks or whatever the hell is around you and the creatures. And the, I, I think that'd be a really fun gig to be in. Exactly. Yeah. Don't wear the red shirt. So you die. Oh my God. Star Trek. See, I know what that is. <laughs> we know Picard wore one, but and Scotty wore one. In the original, but anybody else that roar one, wore one, they were a goner. They were goners. You know, you um, know um, oh my gosh, uh, I uh, this you guys are making me think about different things. I ended up had doing a project that went to Comic Con, and uh, I don't know, maybe that's part of why. Like I, you know, I'm fascinated by all the uh, the sci fi stuff because being a part of that was a really interesting experience and. It was just such an odd way that it happened because I'd never been to Comic-Con, had not really at that point had any major thoughts of going to Comic-Con. 
And I did a project called Outsourcery about a sorcerer that gets outsourced. And uh, that project, it was a funny. I played the mean boss that outsourced it. And we have outsourced your job. Somebody else. Sorry about it, buddy. I don't exactly. know who so, thought that up, but that is a genius. Give this. Here's what's even more genius about it. So when I, you know, years ago when I was um, getting my acting legs, I, I did a lot of uh, student projects, which was great training ground. I mean, I've worked with some fan, fantastic teachers, uh, uh, such as Nina Foch, uh, uh, Margie Haber, uh, but... Um, Doing these projects for like USC, which is one of the best film schools in the world, was a great mm -hmm. training ground. But this particular film was um, um, Cal State Northridge. And it was undergrad students. And I did it. It was a lot of fun to do. And the complete unexpected thing happened was that the film went to Comic-Con in San Diego, premiered at Comic-Con. Uh, we did a panel at Comic-Con. And... Uh, this was in 2011, and it also got a nomination for Best Humor Film um, um, that, uh, that year from Comic-Con. And so they VIP'd me for the entire Comic-Con. I got to go to all the parties. Wow. And for someone who was completely unprepared for Comic-Con, it was quite an interesting experience. I was completely exhausted at the end of it, but it was so much fun. Uh, what did, smelled worse, Brad Pitt or Comic-Con? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to say comic-con <laughs> it is we Comic -Con. Are, we're, we're already we're we're well aware of that but it's a very no, I'll, I'll going to that. going to somewhere like san diego comic-con especially if you're not used to that kind of scene it's very intimidating and overwhelming well, yeah, and I, I, people had told me, like, I had some people tell me, like, oh, just, just be prepared. It's unlike anything else you've ever experienced, and they were right. Mm -hmm. um, it, it certainly was a, was a fascinating and interesting experience. I would like to go back again sometime, um, but yeah, I mean, for people who have done it, and for the people out there listening right now who have been to Comic Con. They'll know what I'm talking about when I say there's nothing else like it. Nope. Nope. There, it's true. I mean, there's really nothing else quite like it. Well, and San Diego's the big end. San Diego's exactly. the 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 daddy of them all. So to to yeah. go to that one is a, definitely a different experience compared to going to the the smaller ones, you know, Colorado or Arizona or or whatever. I mean, you yeah. got New York and then San Diego, and those are really the two big ends. It's just, you know, that I'm sure like that you walked in and like you got there and you're like, holy fuck, there's a lot of people. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people and there's a lot of people in costumes and, um, and it, did you go dressed up as Dr. Mayberry? No, I, 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 I wouldn't play Dr. Mayberry for a number of oh. years. Uh, no, I, I did not go uh, dressed up because my role in uh, outsourcery, I mean, I was wearing a suit because I was playing like the uh, the boss, and so uh, like so uh, so yeah, no, I just I just went up, went uh, dressed up like that for when we did the panel, and I, in fact, wait, no, now that I'm thinking about it, 
I don't even think I wore a suit for the panel. Um, you wore a tuxedo T-shirt. <laughs> no, no. But it was it was you know what it was a lot of fun, and it just goes to show you you know you never know what's going to happen with a project. I did another project called uh, the Gestapo versus Granny. It was a little short film, and that ended up being a finalist for. HBO's Project Greenlight with uh, Brad Pittman and um, and Ben Affleck, and you just, you just never know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, both of those. Hey, hey, expected. I remember him. We're in Moneyball together. Wait, did I, no? Did I say Brad Pitt? I said Mad Mad Damon and Ben Affleck. That's a pickup line right there. I was a movie with Brad Pitt, Moneyball. What's up? Yeah, I stole that from Thor Ragnarok. I can't lie. From who? Um, The movie Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he comes out and Hulk and they were old work friends and that's uh, great. So did you get to meet Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Or their names were just attached to what what you were being what it was being sent to? Exactly. Yeah. So Bummer. we have a a question from the chat and I want to know: um, Is getting a TV gig really the golden goose as far as a working actor is concerned? Um, no, for me, I would say, I would say it's, it's a, for me, it would be a really well-written dramatic project, a dramatic film, a really good dramatic role and a really well-written piece. That would be the most exciting thing for me. I mean, I do both comedy and drama and I work in film and television, uh, voiceovers and, and, and commercials and some stage work, uh, but film is the most exciting because you get to play more and for me that's a lot of fun so uh, whereas in the commercial world or television you know you you may have uh, specific time limits with film you can take more time and it's more about getting the scene right and you can ask them sometimes you know hey do you mind if i play or if i if i bring this idea and almost every time they'll say yeah and uh, and you normally don't get those same opportunities in in the others in the other. Do you, do you make sure you eat as much food as you can because it's free? <laughs> no, although I feel like I've done that lately. Well, it's not free, but I feel like I've been eating as much as I can because of the you know pandemic thing and staying at home and and not going to the gym. <laughs> So you said, but I will say this: you said it, 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 it is it is it is fun to uh, to uh, to go to crafty and sort of like indulge in all those snack foods that you sh- really shouldn't eat. Um, and sometimes on this on on uh, projects, you know, they'll have like some really really yummy food, some really good food. Are these croissants free? You ever take some home? Stuff on it. Yeah, I was gonna say these croissants free. No, you start I, I, sticking I, them in a bag. I never, I never, never take them home. No. Ziploc bags lined in your shirt. I would never be an actor because this is all the shit that I would do. <laughs> hey, you guys gonna eat this or can I take it home? 
<laughs> Have you ever been on where there's a personal chef and you're like, I'd like crab legs and a flaming yawn? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Turf, turf, I, don't remember, I don't remember Kyle showing up with a purse. <laughs> Kyle's over there just filling it's, it. It's a man bag. bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so god. So you said that uh you you do dramas and comedies. What is in your opinion the funniest movie made? The the one that you go to, the that's your laugh track, that's the one that makes you laugh every time. What's your number number one funny movie to go watch? Oh my gosh. Blazing Saddle. I've never seen that <laughs> one. Is that one good? <laughs> Wait, which one did you say? No, you said, oh, my gosh. I said, I've never seen Oh, uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> that's that's a good one, but uh, I, I don't know. I, there are so many. There are so many. It's easier for me to pick. Freddie got fingered. Dramatic, like our, our films. Than, than so for, funny. What's that? Freddie got fingered. It was fucking hilarious. It was way ahead of its time. Tell me it's not. It's I'm in a fancy restaurant. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? I have. I, I I hate to admit it, but I will. I've never seen it, but now I'm going to have to see it. Sir, no, you don't. Your, your life is probably better off for not seeing it. <laughs> that is the greatest movie ever, sir. It is hilarious, but you cannot gain that time back. Yes, <laughs> everything is awesome about that movie. He, he's got his cordless phone, and he's got a, a tape recorder with a ring so that he looks cool in front of his chick. That was stockbroker. <laughs> that was approaching expiration date, Tom Green, right there. No way. Oh. You have okay, to go watch Okay, it so maybe maybe an easier question would be what what are like your top three movies, your funny movies that you that you really enjoy? What's your genre? What is some of the comedy that you're oh oh my well, you know, like, like uh, watch. Well, I you know, I mean there's some of the modern ones like like uh, uh something about Mary and, and things like that are just so funny and have just such funny moments in it. But there are also, you know, some wonderful classics. And, you know, I very, like, my movie watching is, like, my music and, like, so many other things. Like, I, like, I vary it. And, like, just, like, I vary my roles. You know, and I, like, all these different things from different um, um, time periods, different genres. Um, so it's so hard uh, to, I, I don't know, it's just hard for me to pick out, like, like even three like there's just so many that I love. If you could, if you could work with anyone, alive or dead Meryl in the industry, Street. Meryl Streep. There it is. That was easy. Meryl Streep. Yeah, I could tell you that right away because I just weird. have such a such a, a really high respect for um, for. It's fascinating to me her her ability to really just uh, become these various roles and just be completely convincing. So, um, do you have anything coming out that you want to promote? Oh God! Well, the year started off really fantastic, <laughs> and then the uh, the pandemic hit, and and so many things have been uh, placed on hold. 
So, you know, a couple of things happened to me this year that never happened before, which was an interesting experience. One, I got booked for a uh, high fashion runway show, which I've never done anything like that before. I, um, and I don't, I don't really consider myself a high fashion runway model, but, uh, uh, but hey, you know, you know what? I think it would be a fun experience to uh, to have that experience. Hell yeah! Um, I do lifestyle modeling for pro- products and for companies, but this is a whole different thing. So that was <laughs> yeah, <that'd be laughs> exactly. Awesome. So that was the first thing. To, that was the first project to go, and that was March twenty first. So that one went down right at the beginning of COVID, and then the rest followed shortly thereafter. Um, there, uh, there is a series that uh, stars someone who has starred in a couple of other uh, well-known series. And if you go to my IMDb, go to uh, imdb.me forward slash Dwight Turner, you can see that I'm rumored for it. Um, That's all I can really say about it at this point. Uh, We'll see how that goes forward now that things are starting to film again. Um, I did a series last year called The Pact, which is going to be coming out, my understanding is uh, this fall, there there is a a musical. That's the other thing that I've never done before. So I can certainly sing, but I had never done a musical. I was asked to audition for it. I declined the audition and the casting director got in touch with me and wanted to know why I declined the audition and I explained what my thoughts were and he said that they really wanted me to audition so I did and I ended up landing the lead romantic role in this musical oh. when uh you know I've never that's, cool. that's awesome okay very, okay very, quick very interesting quick yes what's, what's better West Side Story or Greece? God, see that's uh, oh, I love both of those for uh, different reasons. One, Livy Newton John in Greek. Yeah, but you got to pick one. One's better than the other. Oh, Which one is it? God. Okay, if I had to pick, oh see, no, no, don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Sorry, they're both fantastic. Okay. But uh, but um, um, the mu- musical has been a very interesting experience because not having that experience before working with with that type of thing, uh, I'm very uh, you know understanding of of the acting part of it. But the musical side has been uh, interesting because we've been doing it all by Zoom in the rehearsals until just recently. We had a, a rehearsal recently. We're going to have another one actually this Sunday. Uh, will be our second in-person rehearsal. And um, because we cannot bring audiences in, so the composer is from New York. He had a show running off-Broadway when COVID hit. And uh, the writer-director, Vimarelli, he uh, is award-winning. So it's got some weight behind it. But, you know, until we can have audiences in, what we're going to do is do a cast recording, and then we're going to uh, do a live radio version of it. And then... um, Hopefully, audiences will be able to come in at a certain point, and we can put it up. Um, I there's a film that I'm supposed to go out to the California deserts and work on, and that's all on hold. Um, and and then there's another film that I did a teaser for that they're wanting to push forward. I'm gonna uh, be meeting with them uh, coming up soon over that. But it's been the worst. I mean, let's be honest, worst year ever. I mean, it's just been the worst year ever. It's just been really frustrating. You know, the year started off 
and I, this is the truth. I told a couple of people at the beginning of this year, I'm like, I think this is going to be like one of the best years ever. And it's ended up being one of the worst years. It's just what it is. I, I mean, disagree with that, sir. It's just this has um, been a great year. I get to work for one percent or kind disagrees. What do they say? Wasn't Mad Max didn't Mad Mad Max takes like the year was 2021? You know, it, it's it's weird that you mention that because I just watched it two nights ago. Right? It's set in 2021, right? Mel Gibson. Well, that's a great comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. At the, at the end, you're like, what happened? What happened? Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, it's, at least you're still busy. That's good. Yeah. That's good to hear that you're still able to, to keep going and, and get a bunch of these auditions and staying busy. So that's... Yeah, that's awesome. and, and I will say auditions are beginning to pick up. Like, things, things are starting to happen again. Um, it, it's... It's really interesting because everything has changed and how the whole process is done now is changed. And, um, and we'll see where it all goes in, oh, in the coming year. It's, it's just going to be really, I think, a fascinating experience for everyone. I just want to go back in and be working again because I truly love what I do. I mean, I'm the type of person, like, and I really have. I've given up and, and uh, canceled vacations because I booked a project. And to me, it was more fun to go work on the project than it was to go on the vacation. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I, one last question as we wrap here. What is the best piece of medical advice you want to give the internet from a doctor who's not a doctor, but plays one on TV? Eat well and stay healthy and happy. Fantastic. Stat. Couldn't say it better. Dwight Turner, I thank you for joining us tonight, sir. It's been a fantastic time. Thank you so much for... Uh, thank you for rolling with the punches and having yeah, a great time. humoring us and oh, rolling with the punches. Right, right. I, 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 my apologies for uh, for my camera going down there for a bit and oh, then the, shaky, the shaky holding the laptop to finish it off, but I felt it was the least I could do for you guys. Well, we absolutely... Yeah, I hope you had fun. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you had well, a, a you. good time. Yes, thank you. Guys, check out uh, Dwight Turner's IMDb. Check him out in uh, all of his upcoming projects. I noticed you didn't yeah. say the, the rumored yeah. one, so I won't I won't drop it. But you know. Yeah, and, and let me just say, if, if, you want to be, if you want to be able to keep up with what I'm doing or see video clips or all that, go to DwightTurner.com. It's the source for any news that's coming out. Or, and as soon as I am able to talk about some of this stuff more, I'll put it on there right away awesome all right awesome. well be on the lookout for more from dwight um i mean we're gonna have to have you back and and you know if you ever get inklings of a marvel of a role in a marvel movie let us know so we can campaign for you so oh my god i'm gonna yell it out to the world <laughs> so we can check what those up for yell you. it out here yes <laughs> yell it out here first so <laughs> all right please, please, please. <laughs> well thank, thank you guys thank, thank you, you very much. have a good night stay safe Thanks for joining Enjoy us. Enjoy your night and your weekend, sir. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Dwight Turner. Let's give it up for him. Thanks. That was great. Yeah, he good was time. Good, good was sport. A, he was a good he sport. Was awesome. <laughs> he rolled with it. And he, I hope he had fun, and I hope he didn't take anything to heart. He's, he's, he's coming off like, there. these guys are fucking assholes. 
Pitt. He's got crazy. Did you hear those <laughs> questions? Tell Brad, Pitt high. <laughs> Brad Pitt high, yeah. These guys are <laughs> fucking dicks. Especially the one in the red Pitt. shirt. I don't know what their obsession is with the way Brad Pitt smells. <laughs> I think Dem's guy's a little bit goofy. <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. I was like, I was trying to be serious, and I was like, yeah, he seems like a pretty good natured dude. Let me see how he, let me see how he reacts to this. <laughs> Mike, Chris, tell Brad Pitt hi. <laughs> if you really want to see, if you really want to see how he reacts, just one minute, just be like, a just fucking go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> What is your no? What is your show known for? Well, we're known for a little bit of this and a whole lot of this. <laughs> I don't, I don't a little bit of this cool. and a whole lot of this. I don't think that he's done a lot of like live, fucking roll off the hip kind of interviews like that, though. No, I don't think so either. I'm he sure he's used to the, a lot of those the structured, straight laced, same yeah. questions. Yeah, and he's not absolutely. used to the the offhanded comments of how does Brad Pitt smell? <laughs> or, well, and even when I was asking, you know, like, okay, what's your three favorite comedies? Or just three comedies? Shoot them out there, and he was just like, wow, I. Yeah, you got it. Got has asked me that. <laughs> yeah, Blazing yeah. Saddles, Spaceballs, oh, hey, <laughs> Blazing Saddles, Pretty He's fucking genius. You're saying that because you saw it laying in your, in your house, didn't you? Because I saw it the other night when we were there. I want to eat chicken burgers. Movie's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's awesome. Bobby, would you like some sausage? We're at a fancy restaurant. We're at a fancy restaurant. It's so fucking funny, dude. No, what it is is a buddy I work with and stuff. We both find that movie insanely funny so what i do is throughout the day is like i send him youtube clips of different parts of freddy like like when he's in the deer i need to be in the animal <laughs> he's fucking chewing on the fucking intestines and sh- it's just funny Ugh. yes erica thank you yeah, and, yeah we asked we asked the real questions yeah like we want our, our audience and, and the world to get to know these people like on a real level like Hey, were you in a TV show? Yeah. Great. Who fucking cares? Now, what we want to know is, does Brad Pitt stink? How do you do your research? Because you know you're in a movie with Brad Pitt. You're, you know it's this epic. You know what I mean? Like, you you probably feel like you've, I've made it, man. Like, I am in a movie with Brad Pitt. You told your friends. You told your family. You told everybody. I did a scene with Brad Pitt. He stank. But I made it through the scene, and you're like, and you guarantee and you all went to the you like, all went to the movies, and you're like, you're watching it, and you're you know you're where it's supposed to be, and you're like, shit, I was cut. So then you know you turn and you look at everybody, <laughs> and everybody's staring at you because they're waiting for that scene, and then you have to walk out of the theater with your head down going sorry guys the credits start rolling and, and they all look at you and you're like no no any minute any minute it's coming after the credits hold just wait it's like a marvel movie it's a- so when you guys get the dvd there's a behind the scenes and in that behind the scenes is the full airport scene i want to no. go i want to search youtube and see if we can find that audition tape his, oh, dude, his, his dancing great. audition tape 
Fuck, that would be awesome. Can you imagine that? Where they didn't even send him the the video for the fuck? I'd be so mad. Dude's brother is probably already up for the role, but it's kind of like Jobs, you know, where like, we're like, okay, we've got to have at least three other dudes here so that looks fair, but but John, my buddy John, is going to get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do is don't send him the video. Yeah, send send the video to John and the two hot girls with big boobs. And then the other six guys and the other three ugly chicks. Yeah, don't send them shit. I, it, I was going to say, but it reminded me of one time I had a interview for the city of Phoenix for an electrical position. And I'm like, you know what? They're like, yeah, you, you know, they were all... Like, I was all excited, you know, hey, I'm going to work for the city. Fuck yeah, I'm going to be an electrician for the city. It's it. I found my – this is it. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. It's going to be awesome. I can't – you know, the benefits are – I sit down, and I and there's like 12 other dudes there. And I'm like, they're all reading the same book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's up with that? That's weird. And I'm sitting there, and I'm hanging out with everybody. And everybody knew each other. All the other 11 dudes were like hugging each other. And they're like, hmm. They're all like friends. They know each other. I'm like the only guy. And they said, all right, does everybody have their um, test book that you guys got to practice with for the last week? And I was like, well, fuck this. I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) And I just turned around and fucking left. And I went. And like I went to my butt, I went to Chuck's house and hung out. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hang out here for a couple hours, and then I'll go home and just say the test went great. We'll wait for them to call me back. That's what I was gonna tell Nubia. I've never told her that I actually never went into the interview because <laughs> <laughs> they all had the book. And I was like, well, fuck, they all know each other and they all have the practice. Yeah, this book. is good old boys club. This had nothing to do with my Ability no. as an electrician. I this was filler guy twelve. Yeah. So this I just, was, this I, was all about. I got I got I, high friends and places. So they were having the books, the, the the test booklets out to everybody, and everybody was in line. And I'm like, eh, fuck it. I, yeah, I just I literally just turned around, <laughs> I walked to my car, I got in, I drove to my buddy Chuck's house, I fucking kicked it with him and watched a movie. And then I text Nubian. I'm like, I'm on my way home from the interview. <laughs> and I just drove home. And I was like, oh, shit, they never called me. Bummer. Um, I had a similar experience with an electrical company here in town. And went, and it was, you know, head position and all that. And Was it for the city of Phoenix? No, it wasn't. Did you get the booklet, Chad? Did you get the booklet? And I won't, I won't say too much because it'd be really easy to tell where it was because they're kind of a bigger outfit. But anyway, Parker I went in and, and I totally had qualifications. I could have done the job, not even a problem. And about the second question in, maybe the third, I just it just clicked for me. It was just like pink. It was like I don't want this job. If I have to work with that asshole over there, <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. And so I just started tanking my own interview right like, <laughs> right into it. And what's a wire man? <laughs> well, the guy just- kept asking. He was just he was like, 
Well, okay. Here's just a um, here's just a scenario to throw out at you. So, um, the the builder wants something, but you know, I want something else, or, or the company wants something else. Who are you going to listen to? Huh? Four, huh? Four, huh? Four. Is it going to be me? Is it going to be me? And it was just like, dude, you're an asshole, and I would probably listen to him and fuck you. And it was like, cool, I guess this interview is over. <laughs> How many people have you managed before? Oh, I don't know. Six. Tops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, go, you go full Step Brothers moment, and you're like, we're going we're gonna to flip this around. We're going to do a little role play where I'm going to ask you the questions, and you just start interviewing him just to tank <laughs> your fucking interview. Yeah. And then Dude, you fart. Was, oh, the guy was – the guy that I would have been replacing obviously quit because – he got tired of that guy always just being like, no, you're wrong. This is how you do it. No, you're wrong. This is how you do it. And the guy was finally like, I'm out of here. This guy can tank your company all you want. Fucking I don't care. And I about third question, fourth question in, I was like, what? no, the company's issue is you, buddy. I'm out of here. I don't even want this job. Mic drop, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You, go you ever been in an interview and you're about halfway through and you're like, yep, I'm not getting this job. <laughs> I did that when I was interviewing for enough, a builder. Every time I've had that happen, I've gotten the job. It's, it's the ones I'm like, fuck yeah, I killed that. That I'm like, I don't get. It's the ones where I'm like, nah, I fucked that up. I fucked that all up. You, you know you get halfway through an interview and you're like, okay, they're just asking these questions because they have to. Mm-hmm. Half of me, part of me wants to go like, Dude, you can totally end this right now. It's fu- it's totally cool. Like, I get it. We're vibing the same thing. You don't care. <laughs> I'm not getting the job. I get it. You know, traffic sucks. Can I just go now? I went into a job interview one time just stoned to bejesus. <laughs> and I should have never done it because I, my brain just shut off. And they were asking me stuff on this test and just out loud. And hey, it was all stuff it, I totally knew, like off the top of my head. But I was so just absolutely stoned on Colorado dank weed <laughs> that they were, I was just, I couldn't even form hardly words and on top of that yeah, I was kind of nervous anyway. remember TCU? i was doing stupid shit they're like well how many 16ths are in an inch and, and i'm sitting there counting all of them one two where the three is. four oh you know 16 duh. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking i don't think i got this job Woo! i am i as a guy it was just one of those days. You missed like, a really good interview, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> he answered some hard-hitting questions. Actually, he dodged a lot of hard-hitting <laughs> questions. Like, did Brad Pitt stink? Never, <laughs> never locked him down on an answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I took a page at a, from, from you and, and Keith, and I asked the bad interview question. I said, for Brian and in we gotta have another podcast, and so he had one where tales from uh, the flip side every Monday night. <laughs> no, it's the podcast, but podcast <laughs> where um, not they if you're had, Chad. He went into uh, 
they had to have oh, dance. Okay. And so he was dancing and the other people somehow got a video that he never got. So he was up there trying to learn how to do this choreography for this interview and just, oh, it was hilarious. You got to go back and watch it. It sounded terrible. He was cool, man. He rolled with the punches, and he took the he took the hard hitting questions until he knew we were just having fun. So it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, very cool. You guys get anything? Anything else? Any of the other craziness going on this week, man? Don't we live in some crazy world, man? Uh, the you live in a crazy world. I don't leave my house. <laughs> this the craziness that's going on with Jake Paul getting raided by the FBI. Isn't that, that awesome? Crazy? Doctor disrespect in the and the Twitch streamer shit. The fucking gold scammers in World of Warcraft getting busted. Uh, all this crazy shit's going on, man. It's fucking nuts. I think the Jake Paul it one's the best of them all. I love the Jake Paul one. That dude's going down. That dude is. Fucked. And it we came out to, all the charges against him. And it came out today that it's he's not about the shit that's happening in Scottsdale. This is about a chick Accent. being raped. They're just using Accent that as out. a they're just using that as an excuse to raid him. The yeah. Scottsdale thing, but like the, two million yeah, dollars taxes. They said he's yeah, two million dollars in back taxes. That's crazy. The guy makes a lot of money, man. Yes, he does. I wish I could make that kind of money for being a douchebag on the internet. I just get paid nothing for it. And then I'm going to walk around and try to give it away. I'll look trade, all, you, I'll trade you your Nissan Versa for my, Ferrari, my Maserati. Will you do it? Look at all that crazy shit Capone did. All those people he killed and all the booze and smuggling and, and everything. What'd they get him for? Tax evasion. Right? <laughs> Pay your tax, well, dumbass. The craziness that's going on with Jake Paul is... His his new manager, that Armani Azadi guy, is a straight up criminal and is brazen with how his criminal activities. And you know, I don't understand these people that that are making that much money and they're fucking around with criminals. I never understood it. You're making so much money. Why would you, Chad? Like, why would you even do that? It's like it's it's, it's not even worth it. it uh, fuck. When you're above, when you think you're above the law, I'm above the law. Sorry, that was my terrible Judge Dredd. Dumbass rapper kid with the shit tattooed on his looks like Rainbow Bright. Oh fucking uh, uh, Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> what is that? His name? Yeah, Takashi yeah. Six Nine. Name is that? The Narc. Yeah, because he came out and his parents were like, "Let's name him freaking." Tech six nine or fucking technical difficulty six nine or technical whatever. difficulty. His name is, his name is Tekken Tekken four six nine. <laughs> and then and, and then he's just gonna get sick. He's got six nines just all, tattooed all over him everywhere. Yeah, and then he turns around and narked them all off. Like, hey, there's a good move. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna go make friends with a bunch of people in you know the ganglands and be their best buddy and then I'm gonna narc them all off because you know life expectancy fucking guys and this doctor disrespect stuff is kind of interesting look at all the money that dude's making that dude's just like every second cha-ching 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 I've never even heard of that guy he's huge man number one biggest streamer in the world for like a few years I don't know who he is 
I know everybody. Bet your son knows who he is. I guarantee your son knows who he is. What's his name? Doctor Disrespect. Does he hang out with Doctor? <laughs> I like Blue? I like watching. Hey, who's Doctor Disrespect? <laughs> <laughs> Just the shouting as his mic's muted. Yeah, Doctor Disrespect is so big that how uh, big? He, he, how he, big is he? He jumped over to YouTube and and put up a picture of a gas station and had three hundred thousand live followers. And during that live feed, he was averaging. 499 subs every second. Fuck that guy. What? I challenge him to a duel. Fuck every, time, every second. Every time you say his name, all I can picture is this room of like Dr. Disrespect, Dr. Doom, One Dr. Evil, Dr. You know, there's Dr. Butts. I don't hey, know. Hey man, you don't you don't Dr. Cat. You don't disrespect <laughs> the back-to-back two-time Blockbuster video game champion. Yeah. I'll fucking be him at any video game. Fuck that guy. Wait until the internet goes down and he's got to go face the real world and some no, dude. 14-year-old girl walks up and bitch he's a multi-millionaire. Yeah, dude, he's a dude yeah, multi-millionaire. Beyond you could even imagine from fucking sitting in front of a screen all day. You better tell you video games. But Brian. he's he's the most entertaining streamer out there because his oh, stream isn't his his stream streamer. isn't you just sit there watching play video games it's it's a it's an act it's an act and it's it's a show it's an inter- yeah. he, he puts on a show yeah. he's got some of the cleanest transitions I've ever seen his backgrounds are insane his yeah he's got animations a lot of cool are production. insane yeah his yeah. production is just off the charts for a he's streamer not, it's not a picture of his bedroom with the tv on it is not <laughs> and my tv's off i know i'm just playing <laughs> it's not i wish it was you guys see all my uh, packing material that's all from uh uh wookie's cookies over the last month I'm telling you man mine's just as bad you gotta see my garage yeah, gotta be a one-upper, Chad. Let Brian have his moment. No, I'm right in. I'm, no, I'm no, no, playing no, no. right with him, man. I'm bigger. And do you save? <laughs> do you save all your? I mean, everybody's got to save their their. I mean, oh, their yeah. Gemini I mailers. Mine to re when I sell when I sell. Yeah. Products, I, I send yep. it back out. Yep. Yep. So this I'm uh, brought to you by Bullet Whiskey. What kind I of whiskey just, are uh, you drinking? I just. I just mailed Marco his um, Turkish small variant today. Oh, there you go. Wow. In, in reused one. Yeah. Reused the Gemini mailer. Well, before perfect. we before Tell we get into the when's the Turkish variant? I'm just playing. Before well, before we get into this week's uh, topics, why don't we go ahead and run through the the hot ten? <laughs> All right. Let uh, me guess. Let me guess. Number one, right off the bat. Miles. Yeah, it's pretty Dark Knight's me- oh. Dark Knight's metal metal. Yeah. Figured. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody uh who's been part of the comic world over the last couple of weeks uh di- couldn't you know say what number one this week is. I'm a little bit pissed that I didn't buy a copy of that, but I, I did good luck finding one. I've got one. Did you you found one? Yeah, but not the variant. The variant is the one that's fucking book. Yeah, the bucks. one in twenty five was a yeah. six uh four to six hundred dollar book. Before it even got released, people were selling mm-hmm. them. Yep, dude, that's just—it was three hundred dollars day of release. 
Yeah. On eBay. Yeah. Yeah. My comic shop showed a stack of like 150 of them and they were selling for, you know, $300 a pop at that time. I got the no trade dress cover of 28, 26. That that book is, um, a lot of people are giving it uh, comparisons to Hell Arisen, I guess, first punchline, right? Yeah. Isn't Hell Arisen? Hell Arisen 3. Yeah, Hell Arisen 3. So, um, all over but, the Robin King, too. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be pulling shit out of the closet, man. The, the sh- Robin King is, is a great character. So, yeah, far, it's, man. A dope co- it's a dope looking co- character. Yeah. Dude, you better close that. Your skeleton's going to fall out. I know, right? But, oh, and then you had the craziness in, in Empire 4. I don't know if anybody you guys saw that. Big shout out to my pops who's in chat tonight. Yeah. One and only Waniac. What happened? My the Waniac is uh, t- partaking in drunken and drunken debauchery with Kyle, and uh, he asked Kyle asked which whiskey he's drinking tonight. My dad said Southern Comfort. So big shout out to the Waniac in the chat tonight. Um, all right, let's get into the hot ten. What, Here we you, go. What, did, what did you say? What did you say, real quick, Solo? You what, said something about what, yeah. What's up with Empire Four? So the end of Empire Four. Spoiler alert: They revealed that Hulkling and Wiccan are actually married. Yeah, I don't think that's that's so stupid. Yeah, that's so dumb. So you sat through Comic Con, you sat through the Marvel's next big thing panel, and they said Empire Four is going to change Marvel history. Empire Four is going to change Marvel history. Empire it, Four it, is not changing Marvel history. They're just grasping at straws. They're yeah. trying to. I feel like they're 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 taking a look at some craziness going on in the world and going, uh, let's just make people happy. Let's just give people whatever Your they. Dad loves cigars more than you. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. He does. Hulkling and Wiccan have been together for a while, but the, to reveal the secret fact that they're married is not earth shattering, changing Marvel history. Yeah, you're right. I that think- is my new favorite fucking cover. Yeah, this is beautiful. This is Terrifying Tales number 13. Beautiful Golden Age cover for the week. Um, Gorgeous LB Cole cover. Uh, You've heard the name probably a lot whenever I do the Hot 10. Uh, LB Cole shows up quite a bit. He's one of the biggest. What's that? Nothing. Keep going. Um, This is a classic devil cover. Uh, A 9.0 sold at auction for seven grand. Fuck. Yeah, seven grand. Five point five was the last known copy that sold. I got it last year for a thousand and a nine point oh sold for seven grand. Beautiful I'm, cover. Uh, I'm collecting the wrong books. Yeah, right. listen, uh, people are going crazy for these modern books right now. They're paying thousands of dollars. You'll see book on here that they're paying thousands of dollars oh, for modern books, and I these know. golden age books can be bought. And these golden age books will continue to rise in value where the modern books. The majority of them will drop. So, okay, so here's a question to you three: Do you buy this terrifying tales golden age book for seven grand, or do you buy one of these new venoms or one of the new? They're, they're, they're one of them's went for three grand. I think I already answered that. Yeah, I mean, what do you buy? Yeah, it's FOMO, man. It's fear of missing out, and you'll see that very heavy in the list this week. Um, Number the second honorable mention is the bronze version of Negan Lives. It sounds like uh, you know they're really stringing this one out. 
It was really cool the first couple ones, but we're going to see a chartreuse one next. Obsidian uh, color Negan lives and uh, Papadopoulos. Well, the, uh, second print, the second print is blue. Yeah, I mean, th- this is my balls are. This is the uh, <laughs> number one second. This is the second print. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. They can, so, they're considering it a second print. Yeah, this is the second print. Negan number lives number one. Second print, bronze foil variant. Uh, apparently, uh, this is getting a hundred to hundred and twenty-five dollars. So. I don't know what the ratio was on this. I know some of those other Negan covers were like one per store. One per uh, store for the Reds. No, the Reds were the weren't the Reds the one where he just randomly picked people in his Twitter feed and sent them out to him. That motherfucker. Those are the Reds. The I really thought the Reds were one per store. No, the Golds were one per one per store, and the Reds were the ones where he if if he if you. Uh, said something in one of his Twitter things and he contacted you back and said you're infected. You didn't know what that meant, but he sent you out one of these, one of the, the red ones. And those ones are going for like a thousand, thousand dollars or something crazy like that. To Robert wow. Kirkman. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'll give it to Robert. And you can see big second printing right there on the cover, which is good. So um, I know some people still to this day have problems with second prints, but later printings are going crazy in price right now. So I think he had that one second print of the last issue of uh, Walking Dead that didn't – it had the sketch of Rick Grimes on it. It didn't say it was a second print. And it came out way later, months later after the last issue of Walking Dead. Interesting. Well, there's there's a couple. There's that one blue second print in the Walking Dead run. That's uh, I, what what issue is that, Kyle? There's like a. a you're talking run. about the you're talking about the Michonne uh, Negan cover where. He, yeah, I yeah. got that. Um, all right, on to number ten is uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one hundred four, the retailer incentive variant. Of course, this is uh, because of Last Ronin. They're going to string along this last round and stuff as far along as they can. Hopefully the story is, hopefully the story is fire. I, I really hope the story is good. But um, I don't know what to think on this stuff. I really like the idea of the story. I really like they're going with it. But I still, have, it. I still have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 44 in the back of my head, you know? So I, want, I, I agree with you 100%, Brian. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. I think okay, the, way okay. the best last way to Ronan, be- Last Ronan is going to be who? Matt? Michelangelo. Raphael. Okay. Um, <laughs> we can turn, goddammit, Brian. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Raphael. Brian? Yeah, Raphael. Okay. What do you what think, do you think? Solo? Uh, I, I think it'll either. I think it's gonna Raphael be has the attitude to pull it off. I think Raphael is too. It's, it's too obvious. Gone. Yep. I, I think, think that's what I think Raphael's too obvious. Leonardo is very obvious. I think Michelangelo makes the most compelling story because he well, was always here, kind we of know the. This. If he loses an eye somewhere along the line, we know it's Raph. I, I think it's going to be Dawn. I don't know. I, I'm going for wow. Michelangelo. I think Michelangelo makes the most. Land. I think Mike makes the most compelling story. Because you got the one, the, the guy, the kid who was the the jokester and had to, he always was quick with the joke. And now he's got to step up and grow up because he watched the rest of his brothers die. That's, that's I think kind of turtle that you have inspiration behind. 
where the rage and everything inside of him helps helps you make storylines for him. But and I think that's why it's going to be him. It's just because it's, you can. He's almost like a a muse to write about. Like it's harder to write about the other turtles. But they're kind of going. The last Ronin's a tragic story. So what's more tragic than Michael ja- Michelangelo losing that playful nature? He is the Michael Jackson. Yeah, he was. What's more tragic than Mikey losing <laughs> that playful? Yeah. Jackson. <laughs> What the fuck are you thinking about? Michelangelo. No, sir. You were not thinking about Michelangelo. Michael. Okay. I, just, I just wondered what you guys thought. Everyone's really thinking it's going to be Ralph, and I, I don't see it. I, and I remember it, this book, guys. Remember yeah. this book. This I book think uh, Solo just bought a few copies. That book's all over eBay right now for like 20 bucks. Shut up. Yeah, it was a $5 book a week ago. So and it has uh, it has Last Ronin in that book. So where what? Let me see. Show us. Um, I'll show you the panels here. Hold on. Show us, Wookie. You got it in your hand. So is Brian. Hee <laughs> 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 so you. I'll show you the. Uh... Hey, that was so awesome. Side note: That was the first concert I ever saw. And it's still, it's still one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. It was downright fucking amazing. Motherfucker, moonwalks. Of course, it was amazing. It was it. Well, and I got I got to see Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five. It was the it was the Victory Tour, so I got to see his whole Thriller album plus all the Jackson Five shit. Dude, it was amazing. Chad, I think you need a. Prostate exam. What <laughs> the uh, fuck was that? For, for the right amount of money, Mikey. <laughs> we can make a deal. <laughs> I'll take you to Never Neverland. Let me, let me stick this th- thermometer in your book. Oh, did, it's not a thermometer. He didn't want to touch him. He just wanted to touch himself while he looked at their buttholes. Didn't you watch the documentary? Do you want to see my butthole? Hey, for a new house for my mom, I'd have showed Michael Jackson my butthole all the time. You can see whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see my butthole. Bad. Hey, Mike, I'm feeling risky. You want to see my butthole? Mom needs a new new you car. Want, you want to see me dance naked? Mama gets a new house. That's right. And I'll dance like Dwight did for his commercial. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to find these panels from, uh, God, this is such a sexy book. Let's see here. I ordered two, but they're not here yet. Uh, I can't, I'm I'm not able to find the panels, but anyways, uh, uh, number, number nine this week is, yeah, this gorgeous, gorgeous. (laughs) Show us your panels, Chad. Show me the panels. Show us the panel, Chad. Open that, open that bad boy up and open and show us that panel. Oh, here, hold on. Because I was, I've never read it, and then I just got mine because Brian keeps telling me and and showing me his that are all signed and beautiful and glorious, and and I can't afford his, so I had to buy some cheap ones. And I was looking for the panel too because a lot of people have said and speculated that. Um, a bunch of the because they 
because Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird started the whole um, last Ronin story years and years and years ago and hinted to it in supposedly this book and another one. And I can't remember off the top of my head because I'm old and sexy. That's why. Because I'm old and sexy. <laughs> There's a point in there where it shows a future thing. And uh, it's the last, supposedly the last Ronin future. Uh, you see the last Ronin with all the, the, the different weapons. He's missing an eye. Um, and it's Raphael in, in there, as far as I remember. Uh, let's see if I can find those freaking panels. That is kind of a cool Bounty Hunters fucking cover, though, isn't it? It is beautiful. And it's a second print, uh, you know. Really? Yeah, second print. It's it's brand new. It just came out. It's hard to find. Oh I don't God. I don't own one. Uh, I haven't been. Uh, from what I heard, it was a it was a tougher book to find. So it is. So if you got cover artist, uh, that's um I forget his name. It's um yeah I forget. Awesome, you know, awesome you, McBadass. Yeah, you know the. <laughs> awesome you know who McBadass. it is. Uh, if I said the name, Rob um, Liefeld. It is not Rob Liefeld. It's way too fucking good for Rob Liefeld. Yeah. If it's Rob Liefeld, dude, I'm I take everything back I've ever said about him. But you know what though? There is no feet in it. So you might be onto something. And he does have a lot of pouches. And that that hand back behind him looks a little wonky. <laughs> now there was a certain Never gonna get through the there was a certain um <laughs> no we're podcast, not making it through. There was a certain podcast people that I really, really like. Not as much as this show, because this show is number fucking one, folks. And if you must say that to this goddamn show, you're missing the fuck out. But someone on Instagram posted this and all the flame is like moving and um it is not it is they did it so it was like moving and like live action moving. it's two-dimensional Chad Tales from the flip side talking about Tales from the flip side go look at Tales from the flip side on Instagram. We're gonna go over to drunken but this is the best minute on right now. But someone put that on there with like live action moving, dude. That picture was money. Whoever did that, kudos, you right. guys. Congratulations, Brian. Cool editing. What's number eight? Uh, number eight this week is the Ice Cream Man issue number twenty. Oh my god, it's a Dr. Seuss cover. Yeah, yeah I wanted that is... so bad, I couldn't find it anywhere. You're a fucking liar. I swear this to God, I had to buy the regular cover. Video. I had to put the regular cover because I couldn't find the Dr. Seuss cover. <laughs> okay. This is... um Stupid bastard. <laughs> this is um the a crazy story about this about this cover. Um, basically, I guess the original cover was canceled because the artist has some sexual allegations suit thing against him or something like that. So... Um, they they needed to come up with a quick cover idea, and this is what they came up with, um, which it's is kind of cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. So what a great idea for a quick cover, and it's going into a second print. The second print is another Dr. Seuss, um, uh, you know, homage. That's pretty cool. Um, I hope it's great. Oh, damn. 
Yeah. Um, trying Which, to find this damn this damn Christmas special on read, but I can't find it. If you're not, I mean, if you're not reading Ice Cream Man, I I can't. I am explain not explain enough how how interesting that book is. If you is like, good as plastic? what's that? You remember that comic plastic? Yeah, it's is it as good as that one? It is. If you're like into odd, like strange, kind of eerie, creepy type, I totally am. Then that would Ice Cream Man is the the book for you. Sweet, I need to get Ice Cream Man then. And each right. and issue twenty. Every issue is a different story. It's not like it's a. I'm trying a to think. Issue twenty. I I I have to think that. Look at that, it is Ralph. I have issues of that because I had to have got tried that for a number one. Yeah, because in the inside there's like a whole like Dr. Seuss type green eggs and ham type thing. All right. Um, says, Would you yeah. like to smoke weed laced with Coke? Doesn't everybody? Not Brian. Oh, you got one, Matt, huh? Yeah, but not the I don't have the, the that cover. I just have the normal oh, okay. cover. I we got one into the shop and it was for a guy. Tell me, this was a week ago. This book is getting raw sales of $200 to $235. That is in dollar bins. Nope, not anymore. Well, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, maybe. Let me see. Since Brian's gone, Young Avengers number one is number seven on our list. <laughs> uh, you know, the Kate Bishop stuff, um, I really don't think it's about the Wiccan marriage, which some people think it is. It's definitely Kate Bishop. Not the Wiccan. Haley Stansfield chick has been cast as uh, Kate Bishop. So, uh, yeah, $235 raw. I, I, could this be a $1,000 9.8? Yeah, it could with the craziness that's going on. I give it two more weeks. Uh, here you go. Uh, this book is back on the list. Um, book, you guys, you guys are out ready to get angry. Yes. Another week, another set of record highs. A nine point eight sold for seventeen hundred and fifty dollars. A nine point six oh, sold for seven hundred and fifty dollars, and a nine point four sold for six hundred and thirty dollars. I have that book, and it might be for sale. This what? book is is hotter than stocks, man. What's I mean, driving this book? What's driving well, one the book? It's, it's going to be the fucking last Ronin. And Casey Jones' first opinion, uh, first appearance as they're talking about. Here we go. Hold on. You got to bring yeah. it back up. So Ralph is is just uh, fighting him. It's not it's not Ralph. Ralph is fighting. Ralph? Yeah. You mean Raph? Ralph, 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 that's their cousin Ralph. No, but is, he's not fighting him. He's being shown his future. Yeah. God damn it! I'm trying to. I'm trying to go. What the fuck? Is I was going trying to go on? full sp full screen on solo. And it's not letting me. Homo? Are you going full homo, bro? <laughs> Holy shit! What the fuck? <laughs> trying to go full homo on solo. Yeah, trying to add solo and it's not letting me. God damn it! I don't know what the fuck I did. So there you go. There's the there's him seeing his future. Um, so yeah. I might have that for I don't, sale. <laughs> I don't think that's the last run, and I don't. Well, we'll see. You we'll never see. know. Yeah, we'll see. Ralph uh, would be such a good Ralph. character for that. 
Ralph. <laughs> Ralph would be such a great character. <laughs> um, Canto number one. Here's another crazy one. Uh, this raw prices are up to 120 plus. 9.8 co uh, copies are selling for 500. Uh, this book is crazy. Um, this book is people love this book. It's going to be an animated series. It's going to be huge. I don't know if the buy-in is still worth buying in at it. Five hundred dollars for a nine point eight—that's crazy. But really tough book to get in high grade because of some type of printer issue where it had dimples on the spine. Um, had dimples. Yeah. I, has anyone read Canto? Is this no, good? Is it nobody bad? Nobody has read it. It's really good, from what I hear. A bunch of the guys on the flip side read it. They did um, not. They're fucking liars. And yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of like um, Bone, like where people, you know, it was kind of meant to be like a, a book for young kids, but uh, you know, adults really like it. So huh. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a big screen property no matter what. So if you have one, you might, you might think about uh, holding on to it unless you need a little. Unless you need a. Little uh, five hundred spot in your what pocket. What is Canto? It's what's it about? It's about this character. Uh, it's kind of like medieval goblin stuff. Are you just going off the cover? Yeah. On to number four this week, <laughs> Star Wars Legacy number one, the third print, um, which so is medieval. <laughs> this is a gorgeous, gorgeous cover for the third print. I like the third print cover better than the first and second print. Um, this book was a thirty to fifty dollar book, and all of a sudden this week it jumped to a hundred plus, hundred plus raw sales. Where in the fuck did anybody even find this? I've been looking for this book and scouring and scouring because I got the Legacy Zero Half, and it fucking you can't even find this damn book. Yeah, it's it's third print, and there wasn't that many, many very many printed of them probably. Um, Later, later printings are, are going crazy. And so what do you think the speculation like the speculation is it? The, I think we were talking about this before, but do you think the speculation is out of control? Because everybody I think we were talking about I think you guys are talking about the flip side on Monday, but like because everybody's at home. So there's so many people doing research now. Yeah, I think that's not only that. I think that um it's making money. And when things are making people money, people catch on and they get really involved and it becomes an analytics thing. And what's the next best thing to find? And, you know, second printings have always later printings in the past 10 years have, uh, you know, shot through the roof. They've been much more collectible in the past. We've yeah. talked about that a lot, but Nobody now more than other second, third prints. Like if you had a second or third print, people were like, yeah, yeah. But now it's like I want the third print because it's got the trade dress on it and it's it's only got you know nine thousand it's only like a nine thousand print run. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly it. And this is also a big book because it's got like ten first appearances in it. It's uh, um, a lot so. of it's like a it's like a strange academy. Yeah. Number three, gorgeous cover. This is Ultimates number two, the second printing uh, homage on uh, the, the what do they call that man? The something man, uh, Da Vinci. The I forget what they call that. The, no, I can't. Something man. Yeah. Anyways, um, I like the Spider-Man covers that they did for this for the other and what if. I love this homage. Uh, people are going crazy for the Lifebringer 
uh, Galactus, where I guess he's the opposite of the world eater. He saves worlds in the Ultimate Universe or something. But this is all hot because of Donnie Cates. And sales have shot up for 100 plus on this book. Uh, Donnie Cates. The, he's the reason the Ultimate Universe was destroyed. He, he destroyed it. Yep, but he's bringing oh. that into canon. He's bringing oh, it into okay. 616. So, um, yeah, this book is crazy. Uh, there's a 1 in 25 for this also. That's really hard to get. So, um, Vitruvian? Vitruvian Man. That's Vitruvian it. Man. Yep. Yeah. Well, big shout out to, uh, it was that hike, hike, I'm going to mess this hike, Hikuru. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yes, definitely. Hey, big uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for being yeah. here and just having a good time with us, man. Yeah, the Thanks. chat's great awesome. tonight. Yeah, it is. Chat's it's always great. You guys. Yeah. Uh, number two is a gorgeous Fiona Staples cover to Miles Morales. Second print, isn't it? Yeah, this is the one in 50. You guys ready to get sick no, again? Dude, that uh, thing is going crazy, dude. 9.8s were $250 at the beginning of this year. A month ago, they hit a thousand. This week, twenty two hundred dollars. Fuck me, dude! It's a fucking dope ass cover. It is though. a dope ass cover for sure. Twenty two hundred dollars, Matt. <laughs> Do you have this cover, Matt? No, I don't. I wish I did. It's the one in fifty. You said one in fifty. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, listen, more modern craziness, but uh, like I said, if you have this book. I'm, my advice is sell it and go pick yourself up a giant size X-Men or something like that. You know what I mean? <coughs> and of course, number one this week, Dark Knights, Death Metal, Legends of the Dark Knights, the Kari Andrews, one in 25 variant. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but do you guys see the eyes in the Tyrannosaurus Rex mouth? Yes. That's crazy, right? I never noticed that until uh, a little bit ago somebody pointed it out. Man, look at his teeth too, though. His teeth, his upper teeth, are all bent in. Yeah. Like they're all fucked up. Like that helps you not even. Hey, it fuck no, no. No, it looks no. cool. God damn it! it so. I this cover is amazing. I this is one of the most beautiful covers I've seen in a long time. Dude, Batman who laughs is sick as fuck. The Robin King is beyond sick as fuck. I was on an auction last night, yesterday. And I was trying to get the 26 null trade dress print. And I was trying to get the uh, this book. Not not this book, but the, the regular cover. And this, the original cover to this went for like $55. Yeah. And then the null cover went for like almost $100. And then I went on eBay and bought it for 40, like 40 bucks. Like people on these live auctions are going crazy for they these are. books. They're going nuts, and in a year, they're all going to be butthurt and sad because their book ain't going to be worth jack shit. That's when I'm going to buy them. <laughs> this hold on though, this book, I it's crazy out of hand price right now, but this book is going could be your next Teen Titans twelve twelve because so the Robin King is going to be a big character. People already love it. He hasn't even been full appearance. Look how dope look how dope he is though. Like I know. Right there in the cover, his costume is dope. No, dude. Well, the, this isn't the cover that I like with him though. I like the single 
Yeah. Cover where variant. he him on it and he's standing next to the Robin Birdhead skull fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And that awesome. cover is dope as shit. Who I haven't seen that cover. Is, uh, Federucci does that. Federucci, yeah. This past. Okay, you guys got to. Here's my little secret. Little if dive in. Any? Little dive into Solo Land, all right? This is how Solo works. Years ago, and this is family joke now because I had to enact it, but every time I see a T-Rex, all I can fucking picture is this comic joke, and there's this girl T-Rex on the ground, and her head's kind of upside down and cut, you know, back and, and like, hunkered over, kind of like how dogs lay. And then there's this guy T-Rex, and he's all up on her and, and like, humping her and stuff. And underneath it says, pull my hair. And then it says, I'm fucking trying. And he's sitting there. (laughs) 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 And every time, I love that picture. It's fucking hilarious. And every time I see a T-Rex, I can't not see that picture <laughs> like i just fucking start laughing yeah well here's the crazy stuff like let's take a look here let's do this if mr e has any covers chad please put one of these aside for me yeah right we didn't get, we didn't get any let's see what sold sales are on this right now now again they were selling for like four to six hundred now they're they're still at two hundred dollars, two fifty. I mean, I'm just gonna. Wait. I mean, you wouldn't think it's gonna level up. This one got one for seventy five bucks. Holy shit! Lucky motherfucker. Jeez. See, I was bidding on that book, but I stopped. Like the the that cover right there, the regular cover. Yeah. I was just like, and like when I was looking at it yesterday, it was going for like forty dollars, and I was like, you know what? I just can't spend that much on that book. Like. What? Ten bucks. I didn't even want to spend ten bucks on it because it's like it just came out Wednesday. I didn't want to pull up that other cover. What's that one going for? That oh, that Rucci? But that's yeah. not the first appearance. That's that's no. That's not. But the first isn't appearance. that that one was going for like six hundred bucks last week? No. Did you no. see what CGC said about the first appearance of Virus? Yeah, they're doing the free comic book day. Doing the free comic book day. Yeah, that's a shame. A damn shame. It truly is. Can you put, can you find that other cover? The Federucci? It hasn't come yeah. out yet. Did you see what the free comic book day book was this week, Brian? No. Oh, no shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I saw that. It was good. But who wants the free comic book day of Invincible? You want the first. You want the original. Yeah, but it's still the first issue. You're still cool. Issue. I am the first issue. So $30 is what it looks like the Federucci variant is going. Dark Dark Knight's Death Metal 3 cover C is about 30 bucks. It's not considered Death Metal 3, though. It's the Legends of the Dark Knight. I know, but but that's what um Chad is talking about. This cover right here. Yeah, is that is that do you want to share the screen, Matt? Yeah. Share this. That is sick. Dude, yes, it is. Just wicked bad. Look at him. I mean, yeah, just, but they put that fucking barcode right there. This should have nothing uh, on it. But the, the barcode should be on the back for real. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing? There's another variant besides this one too. No, this is the best one in my opinion. No, there's another one with that bird skull, and it's down to the side, and the barcode isn't there. 
Uh, he's I don't, got the big. This big one right here, crown. the Virgin variant. Uh, maybe that's it. Yeah, I think that that might. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Look at how cool it's a cool that cover. God, damn, that is cool. That is a cool cover, right? But there. I don't know if there is a Virgin oh. variant to it because. This is this hasn't even come out yet, and this is just the image, so it's a pre-release. So I think the real image is actually that uh, the one with the trade dress. Yeah, see, it is. Damn, that's dumb. Yep, I like I, I like it better with a so, dumbass barcode on it. Yeah, why maybe the one I saw was at Sanctum Sanctorium. It might have been a, a um, exclusive. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's it's still cool. Saying that so many books are coming out on the day it comes out is they're exploding in price. Yeah. FOMO, man. FOMO is a bitch. I, I just... It's if I'm crazy. gonna drop, if I'm dropping money like that, I'm gonna go get TMNT number ones, and I'm gonna go get you know. You're not gonna get a TMNT, TMNT, TMNT yeah. number one for that, yeah. No, for for all these other prices for these crazy two book. grand TMNT number ones, like a forty thousand like dollar book, right? I think if you you want to get a low grade one, you're looking at twelve ten to twelve grand. Yeah, it figures though. The week yeah, I go all I'm in on a Peach Momoko cover, it doesn't fucking hit. God damn it. You, <laughs> the Horizon Zero Dawn Peach Momoko variant. That's going to be a good book because that's going to be a um, a movie. That's well, it's gonna already be a, a video game. It's going to be a long term. Well, it's been optioned for yeah. a movie now. Yeah. I just I don't get it, man. You don't have to. Just ride the market, buddy. Ride it like a, way, like a surfer, man. Chad, have you seen uh, Peach Momoko's Spider-Woman variant? Yes. Not, it's did you order clean. one? Um, no, I did not. Uh, the one that I do like that she did was, uh, if, if it's still the one that we're talking about, is the same one, is uh, the comic Tom uh, 101 version. I, I still think her best cover by far is that Usagi Ajimbo one. I think, that, I think her turtles one. The turtles turtle I, one is gorgeous. That that Usagi cover is just oh, fuck. That is pretty damn cool. Yeah, that that Usagi is pretty. It's pretty badass. But I, I I don't know. I think I'd rather have that Turtles, just because I'm a bigger Turtles fan. I do love some Usagi, but do you see what that Turtles Three Spirit book sell, sold for? You know huh. which one I'm talking about? The last Ronin variant where it's the three spirits behind them. Yeah. Oh, I love oh, that man, cover. Go for three grand. Fuck. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, watch this. I think it's insane. Yeah. This I is mean, nuts. The one last Ronin cover that we all jumped on, I'm glad I jumped on it. Yeah. I feel like it's going to like tank, though, for some reason. I don't know why. It could. It, it seriously could. Um, all right, watch this. I'll share my screen if I can find it. This is crazy. I'll tell you. Here you go. Look at this. I'll tell you what I did find was that two thousand uh, dollars right here. Fuck. Thirteen hundred. 
This is one of the most gorgeous covers you're ever going to see. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I fucking love that cover. $1,200, man. It hasn't even come out yet. What color are the bandanas on the the ghost turtles? Are they all just red. one color? They're all red. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, yeah, and that's their that's their marketing genius. They're making you guess and keeping you guessing on who it is. Here's the art print. So this is what it. This is the actual print. So wow, they don't uh, even look red there. Well, they're not red. They're all the same color. Yeah. Fucking dope, man. It's Raph, dude. It's not Ralph, it's Raph. I sure hope not, because Raph is already kind of wearing this kind of get up in the comics right now. If you're reading the team, the current TMNT run, IDW run, he's already kind of wearing that now. It's a black mask with, with a hood, and he's kind of doing his own like vigilante type thing. Last so, Ronin type thing. I really right. hope it's not the last Ronin. Yeah. Well, Jesus, man. Well, everyone else is even that. starting to say that it's going to be Janica or it's going to be the new uh, Lita or it's going to be all these other turtles. I'm like, there's no way. No, because this is Kirkman Laird. So this is way before that time. Right. So I don't think it's not going to be Jenica. Watch it be Via no, Stamilo. It's going to be one of the original four, but it's not going to be Donatello, Michelangelo, or Leonardo. <laughs> Watch it be Venus de Milo. <laughs> I think it, I think it's Mike, dude. I'm telling you, we should make bets right now. What's the wager? What should the wager? Donatello be? would make the most sense, but what? Yeah. Right, right. I totally Donatello agree. makes the least sense. Donatello is the biggest pussy of the bunch. He's like because, the smart guy. Exactly, which is why. It would make the most sense that they would. You, you watch. Right. You're probably going to be right. If you look at okay, you look at Leo. You can't really, you can't really have Leo because it's too obvious, and he's the leader, and exactly. he always is struggling with the other ones. Like, hey guys, we always have to do the right thing. You can't be Ralph because Ralph just <laughs> Ralph. Ralph, Ralph just <laughs> Ralph just runs in always. He's always hot headed, and he's always going in there and. He gets himself killed, just being careless and reckless. And it couldn't be Mike because Mike is just the goofball that he's a great fighter. He's really serious enough to be the last one. But he can't. He can't. He can't. He can't finish. He can get there. He can do all this stuff. She said, "Mike (laughs) just can't finish." I think he can. Then you have Dawn. And Dawn is logical. He stands Dude, back. He is not the, it. He waits it out. It's just Don. Don already died once, and they brought him back. That's one of the reasons why I don't think it's going to be him because they've already used him as a you know. That's why like Michelangelo makes the most sense because you get to see what happened to his brothers that turned him from that goofy, kind-hearted turtle to this fucking badass, vengeful warrior. Which that's all see that. that's all Raphael is already. So you're not giving anybody Ralph? anything new, Raph Raphael. Raph Raphael. <laughs> that's all, you're not giving anybody anything new. Leonardo's predictable because he's the the leader. It, it's just 
like Raph and Leo are too predictable. It's got to be Donnie or Michelangelo, and I'm going Michelangelo because to me, I think that's the most compelling story. I, I could see either one, but I I just I buy Don a lot more than I buy Mike. I hope it's first. What does the chat say? Uh, I'm seeing Michelangelo is a surprise bid. Leo is too uh, um, honorable. Raph is a loose cannon. Uh, Grizzle Geek says it's Don. Trust me. Well, we oh. know we know you no longer go to the Grizzle Geek for look at, facts. Look at Lost S. We what? go to. We got revealed. Yeah, which turtle it is. Well, how, yeah. What kind of case of blue balls would that be, huh? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be a Stan Lee, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Never reveal the identity of that turtle. I don't know. I just. <laughs> that'd be money genius, man. Never say. It's Ralph. It'd be, it, would be, it would be good. I don't even remember what the one we ordered looked like. It's Ralph. I will be. I'm. I was cloned I from Raphael. Cool. <laughs> it's him on like a. He's taking like a knee pose with his hands on the ground, and it was a colored co- variant, and then they have black white variant too, where it had like a splash of like red across the back, like blood. Oh, that was such a cool looking variant. Uh, let's see if I can find it. What are we supposed to get? Those they're supposed to be shipping Next out month. soon, right? I ordered, I ordered some other ones too. I also ordered the the variant cover for the upcoming um, Venom twenty six. I wish I had absolute money like you guys so that I, I can't order these books. I've been waiting until November, man. You guys with this absolute geek money being able to fucking order books. I wish. I wish that was the case, my friend. It should be the case. Should be the- we do cool enough interviews to where the guy that we just interviewed fucking subscribed to us, so let's go, right? He better fucking subscribe to us. He better be listening to us. That dude right was now. rad, man. That dude was fun. He was fun because he was just he he took every like he had a good sense of humor. And it's hard to find somebody with a good sense of humor. There there's the one that we all pre-ordered. I cannot wait to get that one. Yeah, that's badass. We didn't then- order it from the nerd store. No. And then here's the the black and white variant. Uh, who ordered the black and white one? I did. I ordered because you had the you ordered the absolute geek money. You ordered the cover, and then it you know for fifty bucks it sent you both covers. So you must be rich. I don't think well, I paid fifty I bucks ordered, for it though. I ordered the other one where he's standing down in the corner, and then the other um, it almost looks like Foot Clan are coming down from the other cor- opposite corner at him. I don't remember seeing that one. No, it was on a different page. I think that one might have been Sanctum. I can't remember. I think it was Sanctum Sanctorium. Such a cool cover, though. And I did not pay fifty four ninety nine for it. Well, it's fifty four ninety nine for both covers because you had to buy the I color to get the black and white. S E T spell set. I get it. It's the capital <laughs> letters. If I remember correctly, I ordered that Ashcan cover as well. I don't. I don't feel like this cover was sixty bucks when we bought it, though. No, it was like thirty dollars. Yeah, I think I got the nine point eight for this. Didn't they? Weren't they pre-selling nine point eight? Yeah, could buy the nine point eight. Yep. So yeah, I'm excited for November because that's when I'm supposed to get my Todd McFarlane freaking Kickstarter toy. I told you, I, I didn't buy that. I should have bought that. Damn it! Yeah, I didn't buy into it either. 
I did, and I don't think a lot of people did. Nah. Oh, you rat bastard. Look at that. You guys want to go over some Wookiees cookies? Let's do it. Show it, baby. All right. So I got a ton of books in. Um, oh, I'm your Venus. Oh, I'm your fire. I've got, uh, so I got those Snake Eyes books, which is yep. cool. A Liefeld cover, right? Uh, no, no. This is the San Diego oh. Comic-Con yeah, IDW variants. Yep. So I got two of those. Uh, I got this one. This is the Storm Shadow. Oh, man, I variant. love that. I love that. Uh, you cool guys color. just saw this. This is the Albedo number two, Stan yeah. Sakai's daughter, the Chibi variant. That's then cool. I got the, the foil variant of Albedo number two. Wow. And then I got the foil variant with a sketch and signature on it. Nice. Stan Sakai, yeah. Damn, that's cool. Didn't even know I ordered these. I swear I think somebody sent them to me because I was oh, angry. Man. I was so sour because Chuck ordered them, and I thought I tried to order them and didn't get them. And Chuck said he got them, but I got I got I got them in the mail. Nice. Oh, you probably ended up ordering them then. I, I I don't know. Too RSO. Too much yeah, RSO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my dad, we know about that. Um, shout out to uh, the one and only uh, Solo Wookie for hooking these up. Beautiful. Oh, those are awesome. Yeah. So. And and so, Scorpion Comics. We no longer carry them. They put the kibosh to our dealer, and um, they are only online now. Oh, got you yeah, got another one nice. of these. I should have never sold that. Got two still in the bag of these. I'm not going to say which wizard it is. You guys go figure it out on yourself. But yeah, as you can know. see. Marvel Knights preview. Uh, who's on the cover right there? Yelena Belova, or whoever that chick's name is, and the new Dar the new Black Widow. So that's pretty sweet. Um, we got this is some cool stuff right here. I got um, this. Look at this. I didn't even know about this. Marvel Knights magazines, Daredevil. Look who's on the cover, though. I've never seen girl, Black Widow, more girl-on-girl -girl action. And look at that. Holy shit. Right? Is, there, is, a, is there a centerfold? This is one of Jesse James. Look at this. Is there a centerfold? There's a really good article in there. Oh, God, I hope so. So I didn't even know this was out here. This is – I don't know if this came out – before her first appearance in the comics, I don't know, but that that headline right there is kind of crazy. It is uh, crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. Dude, I got a hundred books and magazines with that headline on it. This is cool. Carlog <laughs> uh, from um, eighty two or eighty three. It says, "Will Han Solo return?" And in the so inside, it says, "It's talking about Revenge of the Jedi." Nice. Yeah, so um, if you guys don't know that story, the original title for Return of the Jedi was Revenge of the Jedi, and they changed it, and this is before it came out. And yeah. Good. yeah, that's a good magazine, man. That was a nice. solid pickup right there. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I'm jelly. Yeah, this is all because I got to hang out at Jesse James Comics all night and go through his magazines. I'm going to show you guys some crazy stuff right here. 
early Ahsoka appearance. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a big, big time book. Beautiful. Oh, nice. That's sick. That that one, I'd I'd probably send that one off to get graded. Look at this one. That one, I would send off to your good old pal, Solo. I was waiting for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Here's, Here's the crazy stuff, though. Now, listen, you guys. You can find these still out in the wild. Um, Peter Renna from Dollar Bin Digging found a couple of them right after I found mine. Yeah, Star Wars Rebel Magazine. Yep. Early or, or – we don't know yet for sure, but early or first appearance of Sabine. And here is the big book. Yeah, a newsstand yeah. version of it. Yeah. That's, that's a big book. That's yeah. a huge book. Um, this is kind of cool. This is the um, 1994 San Diego Convention Magazine Comic Book Expo from 1994. It's the San Diego oh, Comics hell? Program. Look at this, dude. This really? is crazy. Look how that thin is it awesome. is. Look how thin yeah. it is compared to today when it's like a fucking catalog. Yeah, wait until you see some of the crazy stuff in here, though. Holy shit, what was that Gene Simmons stuff? Look how small it was back then. Wow. Yeah, it's got um it's got all this crazy um art from and that's when 1894 when it was that small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what I said? No. Oh, look at that. It just today. I mean, you compare it in your in your mind's eye today, and I mean, you, as a comparison, and what that had to be a hundred years ago that it was that small. How cool would it be if you opened this up and it was all signed? Oh, I, yeah. that's where you're supposed to get your autographs. You know, um, I've seen uh, Jesse James has a copy of his first uh, uh, San Diego con, and it's. It's a little magazine like this, but on the inside, he's got all the signatures from everybody who was there. Um, of course he does. Yeah. Yeah, right? The guy is crazy. So, yeah, that's my uh, my goodies for this week. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice pickups. Did you guys get anything? Nope. I only got that Turkish variant in the mail. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, this is this is another good one too. Be on the lookout for this one, guys. This one's yeah, still bagged. That one's hard to find. This is the first appearance of Darth Maul in anything. Yeah, that's hard to find in good yeah. condition, let alone find. Yeah. That's a that's a sick, sick score right there. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I think Darth Maul still is is uh he's he's needs to be utilized more. They need to hurry up and do Dothamir. Oh man, his his stuff. I'm telling you, in the next two years, his stuff's only going up. Yep. We have not finished seeing him. Shizzle. Let me see. I got um, I got these from Matt. We got the Faithless Two uh, misprints. Want to see the back? No. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Why? Because nobody get cares. Kicked off YouTube. No, we won't. Yes, oh, you will. Yeah, you would. Nobody yeah, paid attention to us. Uh, I picked up that one. Oh, I love that cover. Yeah, that's a cool cover. 
uh, on. That's Clayton Crane, right? Yep. And then the Virgin. Yep. Uh, turn this down. Yeah, you need to. That's cool. Dude, I love his art. Yeah, they're really clean. I like them. That's Scorpion. They do some pretty good stuff. Um, I did pick up one of the three came. Nice. So I was about that. My um, my variants came. Big, big shout out to uh, Parallel. They're doing some really big things. Just wait till you see what they got coming. It's going to blow everybody away. Patrick wants to know what the Spider-Gwen cover was. Huge shout out to Melvi because he sent me a message and said, hey, you won. And I'm sending you your book. And I was like, wow, dude, I didn't even know. Thanks. It must have been like right after I got off a couple Fridays ago. And... Um, so, like, this Monday, a bunch of books showed up, and I'm opening and, you know, checking them out. And I'm like, I don't remember ordering this fucking book at Open all. Open it up. Is there a 50? Check to see if there's a $50 bill in it. He puts and, $50 uh, bills in the books that he gives away on random to people, people to pay it forward. If they're in trouble, they can use it, you know, or they can give it to somebody that needs it. Somebody sends me a $50. If Mel sends me a $50 bill, that'll be the next giveaway inside of a book. I'll give Check. out three books, and one of them will have the 50 in it. This is crazy. I got to show you guys this. Hold on. So I couldn't figure out for the longest time where the hell I got this from, and then, bam, there uh, it kind of it dawned on me. I looked at the address and the name, and I was like, oh, that's right. I won. So big shout-out to uh, – Drunken chat, son. For and thank you for the book, and I will have to um, go on and pay it forward and set you guys up with something. You can pay that fifty dollars forward to me. Check check this out real quick, Matt. Let me share this since you're talking about it, Chad. This is uh, one of the winners. Let me see if you guys can hear this. You ready? Yeah. Oh, you've won Captain Marvel. I legitimately thought that was the fucking video until I looked down I, and saw Kyle's mouth moving. I also got this from my <laughs> really <laughs> good friend. Really, really, really awesome. Fucking amazing friend. Dude, I know who you got that book from. He is a incredible he's like, man. He's like the coolest person on the planet. And I fucking love his face. There you go. Good morning, IG comic family. Yo, something crazy just happened to me. Totally unexpected. All right, so if you guys don't know, there is a great YouTube channel called It's Drunking Chat. I will leave the link in my bio. Uh, it stars one of my favorite Instagrammers, Mel B. And apparently, while watching one of the shows, I actually won something. Um... And it's it's this book. Now, it's the Captain Marvel number eight, first appearance of stars. This is the, uh, I think it's the third printing. Really 
uh, low printed book, uh, very sought after, and I want this in a beautiful 9-8 copy. But check this out. There was something, there was a surprise inside of it. And the surprise was this. That's so dope. Listen to this. $50 is part of a pay it forward program that they had. Um, so I can take this money, I can keep it, um, I can give it to maybe a struggling comic book shop or just, you know, maybe a family member that really needs the money right now. Um, that is super dope. Um, a lot of times, you know, we say things like, you know, this community also, but this is the kind of stuff that makes me exactly know that this community is just crazy, crazy, crazy awesome. Uh, thank you to Mel B. Thank you to the guys at Itch Junkie Chat. It's an awesome YouTube channel. They never get enough views, in my opinion. Uh, they only have like about 20, 30 people watching. So, yeah. Pretty cool, videos. man. Mel's such a cool Mel's motherfucker, cool. man. He really is. Yeah. And and that's the whole key. I think, I think you know, we're trying to build a community here of, of you know, like-minded individuals that are just trying to have fun and be cool with each other rather than be a bunch of dickheads and you know start wait till Mel comes on the show yeah man it's it's really cool to see what uh the com youtube comic community and you know ig comic community is doing we should do a simulcast why mel's on here drunken chat is going on yeah i'm gonna we need to me and you brian we need to get with mel we need to make this happen it'll be the simulcast absolute geek drunken chat yeah, yeah, that would be cool. So I never, I'll have I never the most kick-ass drinking game for it. That's a beautiful thought. Oh, you motherfucker. I fucking hate you. I love your face, but right now I fucking hate you, and I hate you even oh, you got more. Oh, you got the virgin, huh? You get the virgin. Is that Del Otto? Uh, Del Otto? Yep, that is Del Otto, and that is... Uh, he probably ripped it off from something. 1998 of 2000 on the trade. Damn, you just squeezed right in there, didn't you? 447 of the 600 nice. on the virgin. On Max job. is like, uh, hey, man, uh, I need you to look at me. Dude, I know. He's all bugging out right now. I need attention. He does. He's walking up and nudging me. I won't even go through the... 900 Star Wars books I got in the last <laughs> couple of days because I, I will spar you guys from the I know an awesome dude that got got you a bunch of Star Wars books He's like, I wanna, the fuck I this, is, this is just the Dr. Afra. Jesus Christ That's not even the Star Wars that I the rest that I got from Kyle. You have that Dr. Afra number one the 1 in 25 variant Um no, I don't believe I do. No, I don't. That's a sweet cover. Yes, it is. And that thing's going. So supposedly that just sold for like two or three grand. And a 9.8? Yep. Wow. Yeah. But because I know a certain incredibly fucking awesome certain someone... He did have that third print of that. Where'd it go? 
I think Dr. Afra variants are something that people should be looking at to try and pick up. Oh, the third print of the first appearance of Dr. Afra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beta run. Yeah. I just got that from Kyle. Yeah, Dr. Afra supposedly um, looking to be a, um, a TV show. I'm not looking. It's guaranteed. Think so? You think it's guaranteed? I hadn't 100%. heard that they had sealed it. 1,000%. Really? 2,000%. Well, that is not a bad deal. Oh, I did get these, too. I got two of these. Oh, which, where'd you got a thunder? No, the new Thor number five. Oh. It looks like God of Thunder. Yeah, it looks like Jason Aaron God of Thunder. Is Gore the God Butcher on there? Oh, I thought that's right. I thought that was Gore the God Butcher. Never mind. Nope, I just picked those up. And a Star Wars Force Forces Unleashed and all kinds of um, jeez, nice Star oh. Wars tales and Outlander series and the hunt for uh, Outland Outlander, the hunt for um, Aura Singh. All right, well. I'm glad I'm getting to a level point of my 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 restore where I can sit back again and I can start buying comics. And I don't have to pump as much into the car. I can start like balancing it out a little bit. I'm just, you know, I miss buying comics and I miss being on the, in getting shit. And I miss the thrill of the hunt and not buying comics is such a bummer. Yeah, I, but the thrill of the hunt isn't there anymore. That's what sucks. Yeah. It's not. I've really kind of settled down in the last, I, I don't know, last yeah, we can tell by couple all weeks. Well, this is all, a lot of this is stuff that I ordered, you know, two weeks a month ago yeah and it's just now finally starting to trickle in from the mail i'll show you what i did fucking score i got these for next to nothing and they're fucking oh my god <laughs> look at this guy with the turox Damn. i'm telling you man all right well let's let's get a little bit of news in here and uh get ready to call it a night because it's been a long it's time one. for drunken chat. It's time for so, drunken chat. Drunken song. chat is uh, unfortunately not happening tonight. Oh, Why not? Mel V's uh, internet's out from the from the storm. Oh shit! Well, how about this? Before we get in news, how about I test Matt with an IQ test? Oh my god! Why me? It's open to everybody. Brian's already because we love you, Matt. Yeah, Matt's an idiot. Let's show the whole world. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. I don't hide anything Let's from this it. podcast. Let's fucking All right, let go. Let me share my screen. Share screen. I bet you Matt does actually really good. Uh, I think he does too. I'm a fucking. I'm a. I've got all four forms of retardation. Okay, so. I'm sharing my screen. I'm so Matt. stupid. I literally just about added Brian back to the chat, back to the stream. So, okay. So, look, here's the IQ test. Okay. I disregard the Chinese writing. So, here is this you have a mom, a dad, two sons, two daughters, a policeman, and a um, prisoner. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can you read the rules to the game? I'll read it out loud for everybody. 
Rule number one, the father, the mother, and the policemen are the only ones that know how to pilot the ship. Number two, the mother cannot be alone with the children. Number three, the father cannot be alone with the daughters. Number four, the prisoner cannot be alone with any integral part of the family. Number five, the, the, ship, the ship can only transport two people at a time. Number six, you can go back and forth as many times as you need. Okay? I'm already so, lost. The, the goal is to get all these people to this side of the the other side of the river. So how do you do it with only using those rules? Matt? I, I don't know. I'm lost. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. You, you're not even going to try? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Chad? One, I can't see it. Two, I don't remember the rules. The rules are at the bottom. I can't read it. It's so tiny. Yeah, nobody can read it. Um, it's tiny like your pecker. So who can pilot? Wait, there's only three people can that can pilot. So, so only, the father so and mother much, are the only ones, and the, and the policemen the are mother, the only ones who can the pilot. The, the, the adults are the only ones that can. Okay. Can you read it now? Yeah. Is it, is it better now? Yeah. The mother cannot be alone with the children. The Which father cannot be alone with the daughter. Which is even weirder. <laughs> the prisoner cannot be alone with any integral of the family. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be... So to get everybody across the river, what do you think you need to do? And I'll, and I'll give it away. I How many people can you put on the boat at once? Two at a time. Only two? To, only two, but you got to follow these rules to get them across and back. Oh, just across. I can give you a hint if you want later. Can I juggle the children? You can do anything you want. And it'll let you know when you did something wrong. So let me know who you want and I'll put it on the I'll put it on the ship and I'll try to send it over for you. So let me know who you want. The father cannot be alone with the children. Or the mother cannot be alone with the children. The father cannot be alone with the daughters. Yep. The prisoner cannot be alone with the integral part of the family. And how many daughters are, are there? There's two daughters. There's two sons. There's a mom, a dad, a police officer, and a prisoner. So then wouldn't you... So who would you? what would you do? How would you get everybody across? Oh, there's a, there's a trick to it. There's not, there's, it's not a trick. There's no real trick. It's just logic. You just have to, there, there's a pattern to it. You have to do it. In a, there's a certain way you have to do it. And I'll give it up. The, it took me about a little over an hour to figure it out. Jesus. <laughs> it, but I'm fucking stupid. So it might take you guys like 10 minutes, but it took me like an over an hour so, to figure it out. Okay. So you would go maybe okay. father, son. So you want to do father, son to start? Which yeah. one? Father? Father father and son. Okay. So I'm going to take them. 
You can't leave the the mom with the children. Oh, that's right. God you damn. can't do that. And you can't have the father and the daughter. Okay, so I don't know. Use the policeman and one child. Okay, so you wanted the policeman? But you can't leave the prisoner there with any the of the ancient members of the... Yeah, with, with the family. How about... You're on the right track, though, Chad. You really are. You really are on the right track. So how about... Um... <laughs> God damn it. Who would you like to do? You can't use the policeman to score everyone individually to a point, Slayer. But, okay. Oh, but it doesn't say you can't use the... Okay, so it doesn't say that the, the prisoner and the policeman have to be together, right? It does not. Okay. So then... What do you want me to do? Oh, but you, they can't be left alone with any injured member of the family. But they can't be left alone. And the mom can't be left with the kids? Th yes, the mom can't be left with all the kids. The dad can't be left with the, the daughters. <sighs> Fuck this logical thinking shit. You want me to get you started? No, I'll give you a few more minutes. Only two... On the boat at a time. And only two could be at a time. On the boat at a time, right? On the boat. So either the mom, the dad, or the policeman have to be on the boat regardless because they're the only ones that can take it across the river. So one of those three always has to be piloting the ship across the river. So the policeman and a daughter... So, a policeman and a daughter. Uh-huh. Okay, you want me to try it? Yeah. You left the prisoner alone with the family. Oh, God damn it. I'm a fucking idiot. You know this, right, Brian? Mm -hmm. Kind of. I've seen this before. What do you think, Chad? I've seen one similar to this and I know the answer to that one, but it doesn't it's not placating this one. Um, <laughs> what should the How first about the police okay, the policeman and okay. the prisoner. Okay. Can't leave the mom with the kids. But the dad's still there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, then what? And then Okay, so they go over at a time. Then the um, the policeman two policemen. No, policeman. Then one son and, and one daughter. Get... So the what's that, Chad? The policeman has to come back. Yeah. Oh, so you can. Okay, so you can bring him back. All right. I didn't think you could. Yeah. So the policeman comes back. And she can be by herself. She just can't be with the okay. family. So then, um, a pol the policeman and the um. The dad. I don't think it's the cop. I think you have to send the dad and the you can't. Two you can't. So the police. Uh, so the policeman and one of the and no, the policeman and the dad. The dad. dad. Yeah. No, because then the moms with Hold all on. the kids. Oh, that's right. That's right. The moms with the kids. Fuck. 
So the yes, you can't send because it leaves the mom alone. So here, I'll give you a hint. You want a hint? Policeman. Yeah, because this is going nowhere. Yeah, quick. the two daughters. Okay, so look. So you take that. You take the son over. One son. Yeah, and then you leave the poli the policeman there, and you bring the son back. Nope. Bring both back. Oh my god. Fuck me. And then you take you take the dad and the son. Yes, and okay. I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> and then you bring the dad back. Then what? And then you um then you sink <laughs> then you sink the ship. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Stop. They're over there. <laughs> So then the the mom and a daughter have to go. So you think it's a mom? No, and you a can't daughter? leave the dad alone with the daughters, though. So the mom and the dad. The mom and the dad. I like how, you, how I like how they punch the daughter. <laughs> the mom and the dad go across. Okay. Oh no! Never mind. Oh, fuck. One of the um. And then the mom and the um, well, you can't leave the mom alone. Oh no, the mom and the, one of the sons comes back. So how about just the mom comes back, or just the mom comes back? Yeah, and then one of the daughters gets on. Because then you can do that twice. Because then the mom can come back on, come back on again. Or no, she so can't. So then you want she the can't. mom to come back? Um. Well, she would have to. Yeah, she has to come back. Um. Oh, you can't. God damn it! Because uh, the dads of the daughters, so the dad's got to right, come this back. This is going nowhere quick. Yeah, just show show them. Okay. Just you want me to show you? Sure. This is fascinating for, for yeah, audio. People, yeah, right? Fucking A, man. I guess we should be explaining what I'm doing. <laughs> for all of those listening at home, Kyle's literally clicking a screen and watching a virtual family. <laughs> okay, you guys can tread, <laughs> chalk the wagons and tread the river in an Oregon Trail, the Brain Buster. Fucking A, man. Yeah, with enough time, so I, anybody could figure it out. But man, that would that takes and a the while. Mother and like, daughter go. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then the mother then comes. Gotta, the one mother fucking comes, kid. The mother comes. You gotta back bring the, the dad. No, you gotta oh, bring the dad. No, nope, you can't because the dad can't be alone with the daughter. Yeah. And the mother can't be alone with the kid. 
So you gotta leave the cop. You can't because the, the, the prisoner can't be left with. Oh, that's right. You can. Yeah. Okay. You can do it that way. So we come back. The the daughter and the the cop. police officer go. The cop comes back. Yeah. God damn. My head hurts. Then oh, they thanks, both Kyle. go over, which is. Thanks, Kyle. You know, I probably could have built a bridge that we all could have fucking walked across. I was just going to say, I throw those yeah. fucking kids across. <laughs> 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 okay, I know it was stupid, but like, it's stupid, but it's cool. No, there's one that's very similar to that where there's there's a guy and he's riding on a donkey and he has three oranges and the oranges cannot leave his persons for longer than two seconds. Um, and he has to cross a river and the bridge will only hold the weight of the man, two oranges or no, the man, one orange, and the donkey. How do you get it all across? You burn the bitch down and eat the oranges. And you fucking ride the donkey into the sunset. That took me over an hour to figure out because I'm fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> or you ride the donkey and you juggle the oranges. There you go. So, Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy's coming back for you being rebooted at Comedy Central. Anybody... Uh, I don't think it's. I just it's it's cool. Like, Red and Stippy was one of those awesome things when I was a teenager. It was awesome to watch, but it was. I don't think it'll play world play well in today's world. No. Yeah, it was so stupid back then that it was fun. You know, it was like, it was like The Simpsons on acid. Yeah, it was. But it gave way for so many Everybody good shows. Everybody wants like, log. Like South Park. Log, 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 log. rolls downstairs and rolls over chairs. And even the neighbor's dog is log, log. In a world where apparently we need more reboots, Who's the Boss is being re- rebooted with a sequel with Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano um, attached for development. It's just another thing I just don't think will work. It's something that cool that happened in the 80s, but I just don't think it works in today's nope world it just cool. it's kinda, it just doesn't work now like not to mention that back then i had a huge crush and for a hundred million years I everybody listen milano right the hottest thing that ever lived and now as i've grown up and i've listened to her talk every time she opens her dumbass mouth she's got to be the freaking biggest idiot in the world and every time she talks the dumbest fucking dildo there was nothing cooler when you're watching Charmed than her in a tank top running up and down the stairs yep like every episode I've watched of Charmed I'm like run up run up the stairs I just I I couldn't I'd rather stare at a box of hammers well, we're going to keep this reboot trailer run, uh, chugging uh, right along here. As, uh, we spent like 46 seconds. I know. I'm tired. I, I want to hurry up and get through this. I don't think it's going to be good. Like you said, it doesn't work in this time of uh, uh, this era. And it, it's, I think it's a play. Like they're just trying to reach for 
there's no originality left anymore. Yeah, so they're, they're trying to reach for for nostalgia. They're wanting you all to be mindless idiots and reach but for nostalgia. Bring back as Charles in charge. Yeah, that'll be next. You're already getting saved by the bell. You're getting a saved by the bell sequel. You're getting a who's the boss sequel. You're getting a a, a revamp of a league of their own. Really? Yes. That's stupid. For Amazon, they're turning it into a TV show. Oh, okay. That's okay. So, a League of Their Own series. <laughs> That's okay. As long as it's a TV show. If it's a TV show, I'm cool with that. But if they're making a movie show, it's okay. You're getting Ren and Stimpy. They're bringing back Beavis and Butthead. It's, I don't think Beavis and Butthead's going to work either. It's, no, there's no originality anymore. I like, didn't think so either, but I agree with Matt in that if Mike Judge is part of it, it'll work. And it's going to be a YouTube – instead of making fun of music videos, I think they're going to be making fun of YouTube shows or videos. You think okay, so? I could see that working. Yeah. But it's going to be like did. that. <laughs> Chick Rig rated. Yeah. It's going to be Park, like um, – South Park called? did it, and they did it better. All right. When they made fun of all the internet, the fucking Numa Numa guy and Chocolate Rain and all the the internet people, that's top notch right there. I, I could – if they did it – against internet stuff i could see where that might work what's that comedian that has that show on you on comedy central that does that tosh point oh yeah rob deer deck ridiculousness on mtv but daniel is fucking hilarious he's fucking brutal oh i love you know who would be a good a good in a show like that brian who (laughs) fucking idubs yeah have you watched his uh his fucking um smoothie or whatever the fuck it is called now. The I watched. I watched him when he goes off on. I think Keemstar. No, he did a new documentary. Remember, he did Full Force. Oh he yeah, did yeah, another yeah. documentary. Yeah. Uh, recently about um some fucking dude when they did a smoothie game show and it was so fucking cringy. Erica and the chat is saying that Beavis and Butthead are going to be dads in the reboot. Yeah, it's going to be their kids. That's watching so odd. YouTube shows. Who the fuck would fuck Beavis and Butthead? Well, remember, remember they're they're getting that acid trip and they meet their older selves. Yeah, that's yep. true. I did, I do remember that and fucking do America. But that's gonna be so weird. But you're getting another Bill and Ted. It's it's just like it's reboot central right now. Well, have, have you heard about like it for a while though? Yeah. You know the crazy shit is that the shit that Disney is pulling with theaters and Mulan. Yeah, well, I was just about to talk about that Mulan. It, that was going to fucking charge your ass. Topic. Yeah. So not only do you have to have a Disney Plus subscription, it's an additional $30. Yeah, yeah but they're also thinking though. that your whole family's going to be watching yeah. it. So. It's exactly what we talked about how many episodes ago. Yeah. What is it? What is the price that you charge for people to watch it at home? Yeah. 30 bucks. But everyone, yeah. but all the other comp studios are, are charging 20 for you to watch it at home on demand. So Disney wants you to have a Disney Plus membership. So you're already giving them the ten dollars a month or seven dollars a month for that, plus an additional thirty. You're paying forty dollars to watch this movie. It's still cheaper home. than going to the movies with a family. You're you're not yeah, wrong. If you're not a family. That's kind of sucks for people but, that. Well, yeah. But it balance. But it balances out though. It averages it out. Because if I take my family of four, it's going to cost me a hundred plus dollars. And then that one person is going to be twenty something dollars. But so how does that balance out for the one person? It, 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 it averages it out. 
how does it average out for that one person? If that one person is paying thirty dollars, so some people pay for four, some people pay for six, some people pay for one, some people pay. But for it three. still fucks over yeah. that one person. Yeah, but it's it's going the same thing. It's like, but what yeah. if it's not even though it's one person, I'm you know you still take four to the movies, so it's got to average. It's the, the price has to average out, so it kind of works for everybody. But it doesn't work for everybody. That one person it works, works dollars. It works closer than making it super expensive. It is super yeah. expensive. Thirty dollars is super expensive. Dude, yeah, that's but mad expensive. I, okay, but see, but, I get, but I'm not gonna watch it, it, so I don't care. But yeah. look, but look. So one person goes in, right? They buy their ticket. How much is the ticket? Ten bucks. Thirty bucks. It's ten bucks for no. I'm saying if you go to the movies as one person, okay, it's ten bucks, right? Yeah. You get a soda, a popcorn. How much is that? I don't never get a soda and popcorn. Well, I bring my own shit. Most people do. I'm talking about people that are like me, like that want to fucking see a movie that don't want to pay thirty dollars to see yeah, a fucking for movie. one person. I'm just saying yeah. the average person they pay for a ticket. I know, but I don't care about the average fucking person. Okay, I'm so have, have how four friends come over. Yeah, have a viewing party. Yeah. Invite invite the chat over. Come on, chat. We're going to Brian's to watch Mulan. Let's go. Thirty dollars on him. Let's go. Move on. That they do that. Let's it, go, chat. Sucked. But I mean, it's the Who's same in the chat? Like, right? Erica, let's go. Slayer, yeah. let's go. Come on, everyone. TK, now let's go. Everyone. Like 22 bucks at AMC. Everyone to Brian's. Patrick, I'm glad you could stop by our, our show. You came because Drunk Chat's not on tonight, right? Right. It's, it's the same <laughs> Come I on, everyone to Brian's for Mulan. I throw the tuna net out there and I get what I get. I mean, yeah, there's going to be a couple dolphins in there. Who fucking cares? They have to suffer because I went tuna fishing. All right. I just, I just that, think, that, I just that's think if, if you if you take ticket sales and you average it out between a, one person, six people, a family of four, what it's averaging out to, they're pretty. Yeah, much but you're looking at it from the from the the movie studios point of view, not the. Well, I'm looking at it from I, when I go to the movies, I have to pay for four, me and three other people. I have to pay for. But four I don't. People. I don't. That's great but, for you, but for people but who are only paying for one. But most people have families. Chad, I'm so, so glad to be on this side of the argument this time. That's what I'm, I'm saying. so it's glad I'm average. not involved in this argument this I'm time. Just saying, I'm just saying it just averages out. It's, I it's, get it. I get it. They're still averaging. But they're <laughs> fucking over the people that like like me who want to fucking just watch a goddamn that, movie. That's right. This, this week, the part of Matt in this argument is being played by Brian McClay. Kyle is playing himself. All I said was they're averaging it out. All those years us parents had to pay while you single guys only had to buy one fucking ticket at the theater. We're getting you back. It averages out. It's just an average. I guarantee it's just an average. You, we said we'd have the last laugh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying it's just an average. I know. I just It just pisses me off, man. Michael Stout, don't worry about it. Come on over. Brian's going to cover your gas, too, you know, to watch Mulan. I definitely got lots of gas. <laughs> well, on the, on the other hand, hey, at least you're still paying taxes for your our kids to go to school that you don't have that don't go to school, so... Paying taxes, what? just the way it is. It's, the, it's the same as the theater ticket. So you pay the same amount of taxes 
Why do you have to? This is bullshit. Why do you chip in? I am writing my congressman right now. I don't want to pay as many taxes as motherfuckers with kids, all right? I have no kids. My pullout game has been strong. Strong like bull. I can't help that yours is weak, Kyle. Your pullout game is so strong, it's because you don't do it. You're right. Exactly. You fucking foiled me. You guys are paying the same amount of taxes. Not only that, but you guys don't get the uh, bonus at the end of the year for having children. I know, right? It's whatever. Fuck Disney. (laughs) (laughs) But I I like the idea that. Staying on this fucking train here, Kyle was on to something as AMC theaters, it's coming out that AMC (laughs) and the Universal deal of a 17 day. Turnaround before studios can send a movie to on demand is they're saying going to become the industry norm. That's awesome. So asked to come into theaters for 17 days and then they can put it on VOD. Because no one's going to the theater right now. Of course they want to only have it for 17 days. They need to start making their money back. Yeah. Bill and Ted's um, Bill and Ted face the music release date was bumped up from September to August 28th. So. Yes. That'll be on on demand for twenty dollars on August twenty eighth. Fucking Disney. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, right. twenty dollars is is not that bad. I'll, you know, if, if you're a real big fan, you'll pay twenty dollars because that's about what it costs to go see a regular movie these days. Yeah, I'd pay that. And Absolutely. the one, the biggest news that came out today that I'm so fucking stoked for, Suicide Squad is getting a game by game studio Rockstar. No the shit. The people who make Grand Theft Auto is making a Suicide Squad game. No oh, shit. Yeah. And it's going to be bad fucking ass. And the bad cover ass. art is Superman with a crosshair on his head. That's the Suicide Squad in it. Bombs. I bet you it sucks. I don't think so. I think it's going to be I'm saying it right now. It's going to suck. Rockstar doesn't make games that fucking suck, dude. Yeah, they do. Grand Theft the Autos. made a good game? Red Dead Redemption 2? That, oh, was, a, that was an original good game. Red Dead Redemption? How long ago was that? The first one came out years ago, but yeah, yeah. How they don't put games out every year, though. Yeah, like twenty years ago. Yeah, I watched a video the other day about the downfall of gaming companies like Bungie and Rockstar, and that they're just putting out crap because they can't think of fucking new ideas. They're stuck in they're stuck in their old thing. One of the best games I don't have it sitting here. One of the best games of the year right now is uh, Ghost of Tsushima by Studio Sucker Punch. That. Yeah, yeah. I heard that about game that. is. Fantastic. Who made who made that? Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. So, uh, let's, I mean, it's just hard to come up with new ideas, though. I, I mean, think so because everything's been done, or the Simpsons yeah. did it. I don't know, man. <laughs> Nobody's done necrophilia. Stop trying to hurry this, Matt. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we're gonna I'm take tired. our time, and then we're gonna we're gonna hurry up. I'd play a necrophilia video game. I mean, if they did that, that'd be a good game. That'd be something new. Nobody's ever done necrophilia, zombie necrophilia. It's because it's frowned upon, Chad. The most ass dead Maybe in your culture, Matt. (laughs) Matthew. In the solo world, it is not frowned upon. I don't know. All right, let's get into a little bit of Odd news. Yeah. Tonight, the Six Dad World primetime special with people just like you, only more.
I do. You're crazy. Let's start off with the big one that happened this week. Marty Jannetty, one half of the Rockers, tag team to Shawn Michaels if you're a WWE fan, basically admitted to murder on Monday morning. Oh, it's and an Instagram that. post or a Facebook live post. Yes. So bring it up so everybody can read it and okay. we'll read it out loud. It's insane what he it's wrote. Where he killed a kid when he's 13 or something. He says he basically killed a gay man who tried to, to finger his hoo ha. Oh, behind a, a bowling alley when he was a kid. Yeah. So let me get let me get it it's up here. So crazy that he did that. Like No, they only beat him with a brick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's just it's just the dude that tried to sell him cigarettes, tried to take him out back and fondle yep. his junk. And his brother was like, fuck that. So for people listening, I'll read it. Marty Gennetti says, I never told no one this, even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him. And I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently came home from Vietnam. I was 13 working at Victory <coughs> Lane's bowling alley buying weed from a fag. Sorry, that's, I'm reading it as it is. That worked there. And he put his hands on me. He dragged me around the back of the building. You already know what he was going to try to do. That's the very first time, keyword first time, I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked in the, the Chattanoochee River. Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee River, thank you. But Winnie, the girl in these pictures, I like you so damn much. Probably my favorite, but I promised myself way back then, nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I love you, but you hurt me w with your fucking Jamaican jealousy. You can go on your own way. I don't need you. That's the first time I've killed a man. Basically admits to murder not in a once. Facebook post. No, that, that, that's not the first time. He admitted that he's a serial killer. So later that day, the police start investigating him and start investigating his claims. And today it comes out, he admits not to murder, but he admitted, he denied the murder, but he admits beating the man in the head with a brick. Jesus. That is some of arrested? the most fucked up shit. Has he been arrested? He has not been arrested yet. If he didn't kill anybody, it's past the statute of limitations. I bet you it's not true. You think he's just saying that? Just People are speculating people? that it's fucking drugs. That he's on yeah, drugs. It sounds like a manic depressant state or drugs. Because he said, and his response was, I said he disappeared. I didn't say I killed him. I said he disappeared. He then went on to recount how he beat the man in question with a brick. There was a brick laying there. What do you do when you're 13? I can't say he deserved to die, but he deserved to get his ass beat. And when I was beating him in his head with a brick, I was only trying to beat his ass. I wasn't trying to kill him. He literally said, you should have checked the river. Pretty much. You don't beat a dude up and then throw him in the river and then say, you should have checked the river. Right. But he, he's all right. I just tried to beat him up. No, how, old, how old is is he? Oh, dude, he's 
he's he's sixties. Yeah. Late 60s? Well, I mean, if it happened right after the Vietnam War, that was mid seventies, and he was in his thir- like and he was thirteen. But the Vietnam War ended in like what seventy four, right? Thirty five. Seventy three, seventy four. So Marty Janetti was born February third, nineteen sixty. So he's sixty years old. Can we not? Are we not going to address the fact that he said, I didn't kill him, I just made him disappear? And yeah. none of us, like, he's got his And then he prefaces that. And, like, and, and, Alex and like, he's holding up, he's pulling the David Copperfield with the, the cloth yeah. around it's him. It's like, I fucking, totally am not holding this Pepsi bottle right now. Gone. You don't see it. <laughs> There's just something you shouldn't fucking write, and that's one of them. What an idiot. If you made someone disappear and you have kept that secret so this many years, why the fuck are you putting it on social media of all places now? One of my one of my favorite comments is damn muddy or uh, fucking uh damn Marty, drugs are a hell of a drug. <laughs> fucking yeah, dude. It's it's so crazy. And I, another good one is uh, this: uh, Sean Michaels waiting anxiously by the phone for the um, Beyond the Mat producers to call, because that's the fucking uh, uh, Vice documentary that they do on all like the tragic wrestling stories. So that's so. I crazy. mean, with okay, if he didn't kill the dude, uh, like. Nah, bro, he like, just beat his ass with a brick. We want him to come out. I wasn't trying to kill him. I was just trying to beat his ass. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a gay man out of my head. <laughs> I mean, it's, what the fuck? Dude, I, dude, what is... I just made him disappear. Uh, yeah, that's called Murder Homes. Yeah, right. right. Take the river. You know who does that? The Sopranos. They make people disappear. Tonight he yeah. sleeps with the fishes, right. but we're not going to kill him. He's just going to sleep one night. McDonald's employee punched in the face for forgetting condiments. Whoops. I didn't get my hot mustard, you motherfucker. Where the fuck is my ketchup, <laughs> yeah. you asshole? I, that's my favorite when you're driving to McDonald's. Do you want uh, do you want any sauce for your nuggets? Yeah, uh, hot mustard. Fucking honey mustard. Here you go. Fuckers. So I went to McDonald's yesterday. Let's watch. Check this out. So I'm sitting there in, in line, right? And I'm, there's a car in front of me. There's a car, and I'm behind the the car that's getting the food. And I and I hear, um, you ordered the two orders of chicken nuggets and the double quarter pounder of cheese, right? And they hand them, and the bag goes over. And they handle the bag, and then I hear them go, "This isn't my food," and they hand it back. And I go, "Fuck!" They ordered the same thing I did, and they go, "Oh fuck." They didn't order the same thing I did. They just handed back my food. Shit. So they handed them the fucking the ice cream cone and the fucking drink, and they drive off, and they pull up, and they hand me my food. I'm like, is that the food you just literally handed to the car in front? They dug through it and handed it back. And then you're handing it to me. He's like, Excuse me, miss. Is this the food you just handed to that guy to put his dick beaters all over? Yeah, I was like, literally just handing food that that motherfucker in front of me dug through. Well, they just looked through it a little bit and saw that it was uh, not theirs. And I was like, 
That shit was in their car. They touched it. They breathed out. They handed it back. And you're going to hand it to me? He's no longer a Kyle. He's a Karen. And he's like, well, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. I don't even give a fuck if this is a pandemic or not. Some motherfucker handled my food. I don't know what the fuck that Lyft driver in front of me fucking did prior to fucking getting my McDonald's food. Like, Oh, dude, he totally scratched his ass and just fucking manhandled just your burger. I'm just saying, I don't know what they did. There's Your no fucking double quarter pounder with cheese is all fucking yep. <laughs> so I had it back, right? And I'm, he's like, he's like, I was like, dude, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm really not, but just think about it. Especially the time in we live in now. Would you take that food? He's like, Fuck yeah, I would. He's like, good point. I'll make you new food. Pull around. Good Three point. minutes later, <laughs> the fucking dude walks out and says, here's your food. I was like, there's no way you recooked all that food in three minutes. I would have just been like, I'm good, dude. I'm going to go to another McDonald's. I, I, I was just like, fuck it. But I was just like... And they had they, like the dude who took my order and stuff and handed me the food didn't they? They had somebody else come out, and I was just like, "This is this." They waited literally three minutes and they walked out the same food, and I was like, "Fuck, man, fuck." Can, I, I, get, can I get a nine-piece uh, Rona nuggets with? <laughs> um... I'd like a side of COVID <laughs> with my chicken nuggets, please. That's your dipping sauce, bro. I was just like, fuck, man. And I was like, well, what do I do now, man? Do I, I say, fuck it? Yeah, like I, I thought about just saying, fuck it. I want my money back. You can keep your food. And the second part, I was like, it's fucking late and I'm hungry. And I'm just going to pretend like it's different food. Even though you, the same ripped bag came to me as you handed me through the window. But I'm just going to pretend like it's fucking not the COVID food. Just spray, just spray it with Lysol first. I did. Good. I did. I put, I squared, I squirted a uh, hand sanitizer. Honor, in to be a hundred percent honest, McDonald's food is probably worse for you than contracting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Double quarter pounder of cheese is pretty fucking good. Not to your body. Your body's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Fancy cardboard you've just put into me. There's nothing digestible. There's no nutrients. There's absolutely fucking. You could have ate a fucking cow patty out of the fucking plains of Nebraska and got more nutritional value <laughs> and sustenance for your body than the shit you just put in here. I don't know. Their Coke is pretty fucking good. Amen. The, how, uh, they're. They're the, the coke they get is the bomb. It, it is. I and like when you can get good. I like when you can get fresh hamburgers, just plain hamburgers, fresh. The, those are the best. If as long as you ask for it like that, I want a I want it plain, meat, cheese, and bread. They gotta recook. They got you know what I mean. It's just like if you go to Burger King, you say I'd like it off the grill. That means they have to go re fucking cook it. Because it's not, you know, I mean, it's not in the warming drawer. But I was like, man, if I get fucking COVID now, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's you can only do that at Burger King because Burger King, you can have it your way. McDonald's. Well, like, no, let's you take it and get out of here. 
<laughs> Funny you bring that up. Nice sagu there, Chad. Like Our that? next story I is Burger King that. employee killed um, killed after woman complains about long drive through line. Orange County no. deputies say. <laughs> is that insane? So <laughs> she was pissed off about a long line. Showed up, told the man that uh, and, and bitched to the man and said, "You're lucky I didn't bring my man back up here." The man who was killed reportedly then refunded her money and told her to leave. So then she comes back through the drive-through in a different vehicle with, with her man with her man driving it. They the man then proceeds to um, request a, a scuffle to throw fisticuffs with the the Burger King employee. They start fighting. Um, he's got him in a headlock, and then it's broken up. Into his car from work, and they were waiting. They got in. They got jumped out and killed the motherfucker. Got in a scuffle. They started put him in a headlock. They broke it up. The man, her man, then armed himself and shot the dude dead. I don't care how fucking long. It's not worth killing the dude making fourteen bucks an hour. It's not worth killing anybody. No what the fuck is wrong with people today. You gotta be kidding me. Over man. fucking Burger King. Over a line lady? Fucking Jesus, man. Come on, folks. What the fuck? Make some goddamn food at home. Where was that? California, right? Oh, Orange County, yep. No, Orange County, Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. in Florida. Crazy shit happens in Florida. Can we just can we put like a a drawbridge and a fucking moat through the Wang of America and just fucking separate that down there and be like, you guys fucking Wang of America, hang out down here for a while, all right? Until you figure your shit out. Like, here's our moat. Here's a drawbridge. I waited for 15 minutes for my Burger King. I'm oh, gonna bring my man back. I'm gonna wait for hours. I'm gonna wait for you to walk outside, and I'm gonna kill you. And uh, our it's next not a burger to kill for Slayer. <laughs> our next story on our, uh, I guess, I'll call it a podcast video. Mother-in-law gets pissed at bride during wedding. This is what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it here. What the fuck is wrong with fucking people? Dude, everybody lost it. Everybody is. This is awesome. She's not going to say my son has flaws. <laughs> she said her son has flaws and the Literally, mother flips out. No, it's not going to have to leave. <laughs> That's Preston. Where are we? Let's calm down. Let's calm down. <laughs> You're not going to ruin my You're day. You are not going to say my okay. son has flaws. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everybody has flaws, and that's why I love them. Uh-huh. You can leave, yeah. Judy. Like, you don't have flaws. You can leave. Yeah. You can get out of my wedding now. I'm not leaving. Get dressed your wedding. I'm paid for. Huh? <laughs> get out. I'm not getting out. Try it, and I'll have you arrested. Well, Tony, get her you know that husband's a total fucking mama's boy too because he's just standing there like a whooped puppy yeah um fucking standing there like a whooped puppy hey you know what my mom knew when you be able to watch for me she knew the exact moment it's when uh i went me and her went to prom and I got a bunch of deodorant all over my shirt, all over my zoot suit. 
she took it some water and she's cleaning it off. And my mom's like, that's a woman for you. <laughs> like, she knew it. She just knew it. That's the woman that's going to clean your pit stains. <laughs> you got um, I was standing out there and I believe what your mom said was you better fucking steal the deal on this one, Kyle. <laughs> Don't fuck this. <laughs> if you can find your mama that cleaned your pit stains. <laughs> Directly quote your mom. <laughs> Don't fuck this one up like you do everything else. Don't you fuck this one up, Kyle. <laughs> what, uh, what is Chuck talking about? What's Pablo, honey? Pablo, honey? It's a bit. From a long time ago. It's a Radiohead album. But I think it's like a, it's a joke album. Like a, Pablo, honey, can you bring me this? Uh, jerky Boys? Yeah, something like that. Pablo, honey. But. <laughs> I know Newbie just called me. She's like, what are you doing? That's the uh, Pablo Honey is the new McDonald's dipping sauce for the Rona Nuggets. And Pablo um, <laughs> Honey. Kyle got up from McDonald's. Dude, I remember Chuck, man, when we were kids and he used to do these prank phone calls. He would talk like the, I, Hello, I'm Timmy. My mom is beating me. Help me, please. And he would randomly call people with this whole long bit. And say that his, he was being beat by his parents. I'm in the shower hiding. Please come help me. They're beating me. Like he would like. It was insane. Like he would have these long bits. He would do these crank calls with. Ridiculous. I still remember the dude in June, in high school. He went up to him in PE class and he was like, "Yeah." And your mom and Chuck was like, "Dude, my mom's dead." <laughs> I like. A little bit ago, and uh, pretty broke. And he was like, "I'm so," and he let it go. His mom's alive and well, and you know everything. He let it go for months. The guy was appalled. Would apologize to him all the time. I'm so sorry about your mom. Yeah, I, I would say she's dead. And then finally, he got tired of him apologizing. He's like, "Dude, my mom's not fucking dead. It's been like six months. Let okay. it go. Let no. it go. I kill you." <laughs> you you kill my family and you tried to give me free burgers? I bomb you. I bomb you. <laughs> Pablo, honey. <laughs> but, but yeah. And the last story for odd news this week is a man loses penis to infection. Doctor builds him a new one on his arm. Who doesn't want a penis on their arm? He Look, built, it's Pete the Peter. Woo-hoo. He built the new one on his arm, and it's supposedly getting ready to be transitioned to his genitalia. Bigger than it was before. Now, Brian gave you a perfect segue about a bomb, and you didn't even talk about... Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot about... Yeah. Because he wants to he fucking the show. Brian, I want to talk about penis. Dude, All right. Let me talk about penis. I let you guys talk about movie prices. Let's talk about penis. God. No, let's not talk about penis. I'm just kidding. Matt loves the penis. Penis, penis, penis. Penis, penis, penis. 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 Vagina. Anyways. Um, so yeah, dude grows a penis. You want to talk about the bomb? Let's talk about the bomb. Penis on his arm. That's, Shit's crazy. Um, Are you talking about the Beirut bomb? Yes. Uh, like a fucking nuke. 
Yes, it did. Have you seen the the video like the dude like yes, right yes. there and it fucking blows up and you see the building in front of him like peeling back yeah. and then the, his oh, fucking yeah. phone falls. The dude's dead. He's got to be dead. No, insane. You think? Probably. Well, how did he upload the fucking video? Or somebody who found his oh, phone uploaded it. Maybe he's not dead, but good fucking crazy. dude. You are a logical thinker, Brian. I dude, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> And the fact that it, the government knew that feed, Brian. the fucking fact that that government knew that that shit was an explosion hazard and never moved it for years. Well, I'm going to leave this fertilizer next to the fireworks factory because everything will be cool. Well, and they sat and yeah, at first they're like, no, 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 it was just a fireworks factory. And it was like, yeah. oh, fireworks normally have a lot of like little booms like, hey. You know, and then this was just kind of like a good boom, dude. It was fucking crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Do not leave your fertilizer next to your fireworks. They they're saying uh, they haven't said anything yet. I know that they were locking down all the port workers and putting them under house arrest till they could be interviewed. Ammonium nitrate, but. Yeah, it was. It's wild the way it like sucks itself back in and then explodes again. Yeah, like, like you see, like, you see like the vortex of it like spin around and shit, and then it's like like boom. a backdraft. Yeah, yeah. Like the concussion on that blast was that. That was some really damn. I mean, I, nowadays everybody's got a phone, so I don't know that we've ever seen that actual clean of footage like for a blast like that like it's and they show there's people that show pictures of like google image pictures of the area before there's a, a factory there and then after and it's just this massive fucking crater dude it is wiped out it yeah. took out how does it i haven't even heard how many city blocks or how wide that whole <laughs> it, that, that <laughs> Slayer said Beirut learned the hard way not to fertilize <laughs> your fireworks. fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> Gotta spring <a> <laughs> I like how Slayer said Nubian made chicken and, and rice for Ky the first time for Kyle. And he popped the question on the spot. True story. That was Chuck. I love yeah. chicken and rice. Uh, I know it is sad, newbie. There were so many people killed and hurt. And they were already, their economy is in the tank hole right now. They're already hurting down there in a big I really way. can't sell any fireworks now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they were already overwhelmed with COVID and not having not resources to fight it. And then after the explosion, I mean, they're, I have no idea how they're even going to – well, I do know how they're going to dig themselves out just like everyone else. Hey, America, can you come bail us out? I thought you meant with a shovel. America. 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 Fuck yeah. Hey, hey, France, can you give us one of them pretty green statues? If we get America to bail us out so that we can put a pretty <laughs> green statue in one of their other bays? I like the pretty green statue. That pretty green statue sure is pretty. 
<laughs> I like them there fireworks. Oh my God. Yeah, that video, that video from that stuff was pretty crazy though, and it, it's been kind of sad to see some of the people that were. Oh my God, it's terrible. It, we're making light of it, but holy we are. shit, the it, the insanity of it, it's just insane. It is. Well, and, and I mean that's very heart much goes out to everybody that was injured and killed. What heart? Absolutely. <laughs> Damn. Oh, burn. That was a cold burn. It hit me right here. Right here. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma City. I mean, that was very, that was the exact same thing. Exact same. I shouldn't say exact same thing. It was the exact same style of fireworks fucking place. No, it's that ammonium nitrate, that fertilizer, that, that nasty, nasty. Same style of bomb. Theirs was on a bit bigger scale, though. A bit. It was just, I saw this one video of these people, they were fucking videoing it, and it went off, man. And they were far away, too, man. And it fucking shattered their glass and, like, knocked them over. Fuck. Yeah, the concussion from that. I don't even know where Beirut is. I really don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I, have no, I don't even know where that is. <laughs> On that note, thanks, everyone. Why? I'm just kidding. Just because I don't know geography? <laughs> it's fine. I don't know how to get a family of four. I don't know how to get a fucking family with two boys, two girls, a fucking prisoner, and a cop across the fucking river either. So A lot of work, man. Yeah, it's a lot of bridge. Build a bigger fucking boat. Build, yes, build a goddamn boat. I think bridge. we're going to need a bigger boat. I didn't see any icebergs in there. <laughs> Anybody got anything else? No, I guess not. You guess not, huh? Guess not. Oh, poor Kyle. He guesses not. I'm so bummed out my seats didn't get upholstered today. So bummed out his seats. I'm sad. I'm seats. sad. So uh, we were talking before the show, real quick. So, Kyle. Last week's guest, the psychic. You had some things to say. My update is no update. Haven't there? There is no girl yet. So he's a uh, oh for one for one week. Not that I've really left the house, but like we, I re-listened to that whole interview, and I'll have to admit, Matt and Corbin fed him everything that he. My mom went to a psychic, and this is yeah, what happened. But this I didn't is... feed him the description. Dude, you fed him enough information to, yeah. to bring back a vague, a vague fucking, oh, you're going to have a girl that you don't want to take home. I don't, think I, I don't think I did. I don't think I gave any of that information up. Re-listen to it, man. You and Corbin, like, fed into it, man. You were just spitting information. I have re-listened to it. And then he got to me, and it's like, okay, thank you for saying the most natural of human fucking things that happen. You're kind of a blunt asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and not yeah, in a nicer and nicer terms. You're a blunt asshole. You research things, and when you get excited, you don't care if uh, people are not interested in it anymore. <laughs> when most people are excited about a topic. 
you you are you are excited to talk about it and most of the time you're talking to somebody that's your friend or something and they're reciprocating back most people don't really like if i'm telling brian a story that i'm excited about even if it's not the greatest thing that it's like he wants to hear about i'm his friend he wants to hear something that i'm excited about like sure it's it's human nature. When you're excited about something, even if the other person doesn't really want to hear about it, your excitement for them and you're friends with them, you're gonna listen as a friend and reciprocate and make a conversation about it. It's it's just the way it is. Nope, Matt says no. Nope. Everybody does it. I do not reciprocate with you. Oh my god. <laughs> like when Matt doesn't listen when he gets stuck in his Matt Luke, the Joker is the greatest movie after slow burn. The Joker is the greatest movie. It's a slow burn. I mean, hey. nobody gave a shit says, after 20 says minutes. the guy that just had the same argument we had like four weeks ago about goddamn movie tickets with just a different person this time. <laughs> it's okay. But, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. It's the same thing. Everybody does. There isn't a person on this show that hasn't been excited for something and kept going on and on about it when everybody else was like, okay, we've had, it's just human nature when you're excited about something and the, and there's energy and it's just the way it is. So yeah. okay. aside, aside from necrophilia, I have never ever just oh. gone on. You haven't done this. This is like your fourth enough. appearance on here, Chad. Give it time. Give it's it time. About, it's about number five is when it'll happen. You're going to get stuck on something. And it's that just going to Okay. So, like, you know, like, the next time you get stuck bragging about Tales from the Flip Side, it's the same thing. <laughs> the next time I'm on here. The I'm next totally time you make a shout-out video and you're like, check away. out Tales from the Flip Side. It's the greatest totally podcast ever. The only podcast you listen to. Oh, yeah, you can also listen to Absolute Geek. Yeah, fucking A. <laughs> yeah, Hustle's too absolute geek, you know? Yeah. Because I've been on so many episodes of Tales from the Flip Side. No, that's not true. Didn't I say the Bogcast, too, right before yeah. Absolute Geek? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Shout out to everything Brian's doing. Big fuck you to everybody else. I don't think Chad's ever been on Tales from the Flip Side. A big he, that, shout out to everyone else. What, what that's are you doing? Right, Auditioning for right. your role on the fucking podcast? Are you auditioning for your, your interview slot on the podcast? Is that, no, is that what we're doing? Fucker, fucking a la carte. He can do whatever he wants here. Well, yeah. when you look like Make sure you listen to Tales from the flip side. It's now. probably going to be two weeks before I see a Bogcast clip that says, watch ta watch uh, Solo Wookie talking about stripping fucking wire. You know, it's going to be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> hey, man. I got some good wire stripping. Hey, subscribe to Tales from the flip side so you get yeah. that notification and absolute geek too. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jealousy's a bitch, man. I know, right? Fucking hey, man. It was just funny. But subscribe, if you wanted subscribe, it, yeah. subscribe. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, uh, for all you people out there, the podcast is about 100 subscribers short of 1,000. So, Good, so uh, unsubscribe until Solo Wookie gives us the proper shout-out. <laughs> unsubscribe until Solo awesome. Wookie gives everybody, us a proper shout-out. Everybody go help yeah, Brian absolutely. and Keith. Go, go help Brian and Keith. Thank you. Yeah. To a thousand. We're only kidding. And and all you motherfuckers better subscribe here. I want to get to a thousand too, motherfuckers. Absolutely. 
Because we ask the hard-hitting questions that nobody else will ask. Like, Brad does Brad Pitt smell? Brad Pitt stink. <laughs> oh, my God. He never answered. He danced around it the entire interview. Dude, and he, was he so, did it elegantly. He was, was so awesome. scared to even awesome. minutely talk bad about an actor like it was going to screw him. I was like, I'm telling you, that, that was three of us. Yeah. That was a good sign, though, that that guy is a stand-up dude. Like, he's not out to, just like I said before, he's not out to fuck anybody over. He's not out to talk shit. He's just out nope. doing, yep. he, he's doing him. Think he read it. All his friends, all his family, they all went to the movies to see Moneyball. And he was like, motherfuckers cut me out. <laughs> I swear, dude. How could you not, man? Like, you're in this movie with Brad Pitt. You did this scene with Brad Pitt. You don't know you're cut out of it. You told everybody. Not even that. An Oscar-nominated movie. I am in this movie with Brad Pitt. Watch this, and you're cut out. They're like, yeah, right, Dwight. Yeah, you're you're in this. Yeah, you, Brad Pitt. You guys are buddies. I like the, huh? You fucking just call him out as a goddamn liar. I like he, was an, he was an awesome interview, though. Yes, he, he was, was awesome. Just like, he was great. I I spit all kinds of shit out at him without even fucking giving him a second. Like I and he fed into it too. Instead of you know, you even asked him, "Did you wander around the set of Jaws at five years old by yourself?" No, no, no. I asked him, "Did you do it five years old?" Yeah. Yeah. I, still not letting that one go, huh? Yeah. Fucking three weeks later, still not letting that 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 bad boy die. I didn't hitchhike at twenty five. <laughs> That was so awesome. I gotta know. You hitchhike when you were five years old in Kentucky. No. (laughs) I didn't even hitchhike when I was 25. That's awesome. Because people don't hitchhike when they're five. It's not real. Or in Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to ask every interview from now on. You do that. Did you hitchhike when you were five? He was a cool cat. He was. He was a cool dude. He was He was a lot of fun to talk to. He was. He was real fun. Yeah, he was a fun guy to talk to. Except uh, for the part where he thought he was we were in Southern California the entire time. <laughs> Even though we told him we're in Arizona, he just kept going with Southern California. That's all right, though. Um, guys, I want to thank everyone for hanging out in the chat tonight. Chat, you're lovely as always. Always such a good time with the chat. So chat's going to be on a Star Wars podcast soon. Is it out yet? It's out. Yeah. Damn. Where can you find the first one? Tales from the flip side. Third episode should be coming out next couple days. What's it called and where can everybody find it, Chad? It is called Tales from the Dark Side. And it's awesome. Wait, what's it called again? Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Spide. Right? And it is on Tales you, from Flipside. You heard Flipside too, didn't you? <laughs> right, the first and time. And go to Tales from Flipside, look up the all those videos because they're all great. Not not absolute geek podcast level great. But there you go. And Fucking work for your money. Dance, monkey. <laughs> dance for your dollar. <laughs> they're all great. <laughs> And uh, go check it out. There's um, Marco's on there. Guy is just as smart as it gets. That guy has forgotten more Star Wars than most people in the world, including me, will ever know. 
Um, Mike is also on there and fun. Peter's on there and fun. John, Stevie John's Here. on there, super fun. Chad, let me go, give you a check it let out me give you sure. a wet one to wipe your face, neck, and chest because <laughs> that's about what's going on right now. Do you guys have so you guys are if you subscribe to Tales from the Flipside YouTube, then you get the alerts for Tales from the Dark Side? Awesome. Yeah. You get the bell, yeah. Sure, all of our listeners already subscribed. Smash that notification bell. I mean, there's no reason why you guys shouldn't already be listening to them on Monday nights. Yeah. Are so is, is you guys going to be live, Chad? You're um, never. But what night does it come out? Usually, whenever. Whenever you get that it's random, and right now, so there's two of them out, and I think there's going to be another, at least two this week, possibly three. And um, yeah, one one of us is always in the chat monitoring when they play and like talking to people and and you know because it is pre-recorded and it's edited, but um, definitely still you know airs live. And so one of us is always there and talking, or two of us, or hell, I think the last time there was all three of us in there. But um, it's always fun, and it's great to you know talk Star Wars and go in and leave comments, tell us what you want us to talk about and what you want to hear and what you're curious about, and we'll we'll dig into it, and we will absolutely find out all the lore and everything else that you do or don't want to know about it, and um, find out stuff that we don't already know and and we'll put it on there and we'll have a whole show about it so i want to know how ewoks um, have sex well you ever seen a monkey in a football <laughs> it's, a <lot> of <laughs> it's kind of like that all right touche <laughs> uh, you guys have on uh last week brian on your podcast uh Jesse james uh, last week uh, uh, last week was just us, just me and Keith. Yeah, just talking. The week before that was the dog trainer, right? No. 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 All right. Well, I want to thank Chad again, hanging out with us tonight. Lovely show. Thanks again to Dwight Turner for coming in and hanging out and uh, being a good sport. Guys, if you're a first-timer here and you want to catch more of the Absolute Geek podcast, please hit that subscribe button and pound that notification bell so you know when we go live every Friday night right here on YouTube, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can listen to the playback on Monday on any of your podcasting platforms. Guys, show some love to Brian and Bogcast. Get them over to that 1,000 subscriber hurdle. Go over to the Bogcast. You can actually find them in our recommended channels section. Uh, take you right there on our YouTube page so you can go subscribe to Bogcast if you haven't already done so. Check out Chad and, and Tales from the Dark Side over at Tales from the Flip Side, which Brian is also part of. Tales from the fl- Flip Side, so you can catch Brian there if you need more Brian. Because love jumping in the Tales from the Flip yeah. Side chat. It's so much fun. Who doesn't need more Brian in their life? Dude, Woo! I love having Brian in my life. Everyone needs a little Brian in their life. Uh, shout out to Damon. Sorry you couldn't be here this week, Damon, but you're here in, in, in spirit and, you know, good boy, Damon. I don't know. But uh, for this week, <laughs> for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Brian. He's actually Clay MC. <laughs> Other side. Clay, Clay MC. And I'm Solo Wookie. And we'll see you guys 
next Friday with our guest, Pat Jankowitz. Another great interview coming up. Don't miss it.